What's up, guys? Welcome to the second ever episode one of the Kind of Funny Games cast. That's right. What? Wait, really? Here's the deal. No way. He's recounting. New year, new us, baby. Here's Nobody the told me Kind this. of Funny <laughs> Games getting a full-on reboot. We're like, look, we have PS I Love You back. We're doing Games Cast. It's a totally different show. The show finally has an actual identity. We've done, what is it, 599 episodes of a show I don't that, think like, that's right. That, that that's has been like, like, like 252 episodes. Okay. All right, Greg. Okay. Wow, wait, he's fired up. 252 <laughs> episodes. Hey, Ron, get close to me. I don't trust him. And, and I was saying I, for a while back, I, I think uh, it was uh, the four it's of been us. a while now. That we were talking about, I was talking changing about wanting to change it up because like mm-hmm. the number scares people off. You know what I mean? You think and so, so many yeah. people are like, I'm gonna, I, I'm not gonna. I can understand the story if I haven't watched the first 598. Exactly. Uh, but I feel like a lot of people might not give the show a chance because they've given it a chance before, and we're like, oh, this isn't for me. This is a different show. It's a, yeah, it's a new opportunity true. to get people in. We got a new cast going on. We got this guy over yeah. here. We got some fun stuff happening. So I think this is a good jump off point, especially with the show changing formats. Sure. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go to twittercom slash Kind of funny vids. There's a whole breakdown on and the pin tweet of like the changes we're making this year, including this show. Where now every single week there's going to be the one big topic we're talking about, whatever we should be talking about that week in video games. Uh, this week we're doing our game of the year for 2019. Next week we're going to be doing some fun predictions, some iconic uh, the Xbox games, Nintendo games over the Metacritic coming coming weeks. Metacritic such. predictions, cool stuff. But we want you guys to know all that stuff before we actually do it, so you can be prepared, do the homework you need to for when we're doing spoiler cast or doing reviews or whatever. Sure, this that's what's make new this year. A lot more sense. As we start rolling out. <laughs> Communicating with the audience is the new thing. No, no. They have homework every week. Sure. Oh, no, that's 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even more homework for and you. And also, now. blessing, Just I know it's like day three of the com- at the company for you, mm-hmm. but yeah, this is most how most decisions will be communicated okay. to you. <laughs> yeah. They will be live. <laughs> you will not, we will all act like you should have known this, but this Dude. is how it happens. Yeah, we're not out of the loop. Second episode, one. Of the kind of funny games cast, I'm Tim Gettys. That is one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. That's the way. That's me. We got the former and former Imran Khan. Howdy. Heck we got yeah. the best hair in the business, Fran Mirabella the third. Happy 2020, Woo! everybody! And for the first time on the kind of funny games cast, second time. Well, I guess it's the reboot. This it's episode one. Don't mess it up. Don't fuck this up, bless We don't talk about the old continuity. The new face of video games. Oh God! Is this gonna be my my nickname for That's now? That's what I'm calling you. Oh, the new I, face anyone else allowed whatever he wants? Nah, I give out the nicknames. All right, that's my thing. I'm this like Cisco on the Flash. This is my show. Tim, I can drink too. Hey man, suggestion. It's all vodka. What, Kevin? Going forward, keep counting how many times blessings on there. So second time on the show. Jesus Christ! Oh man, <laughs> we'll see how all this stuff goes. Shout out to our Patreon producer James Hastings for helping make the show happen, and shout out to all of you for supporting us on Patreon this month. January is our big push for kind of funny games in 2020 we have our new studio that we're trying to get going we're doing a whole bunch of new stuff with uh streaming shows every week and ps i love you is back ton of fun stuff so thank you for for supporting over there on patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can watch this show live as we record it you get it ad free you get the exclusive post show very exciting stuff for everybody if you don't want to do that that's cool you can watch it on thursdays youtube.com slash kind of funny games new Dates Woo! for the show. Now, are we always going to be on Thursday, Tim? We're not. Uh, that's the thing. Going forward, it's like we want to hit the em- embargoes for the, the major game reviews. So if there's a big game we're reviewing, like a Final Fantasy VII remake when it comes time. Sure. Whenever that it. embargo is, that's the day Games Cast is going to be. We're going to be right there with you guys. Offensive you chose awesome. Final Fantasy in that in not Patapon 2. Patapon 2. We don't know anything about yeah. Patapon 2. All I know is that we Doesn't talked about exist. a Final Fantasy 7 demo, and then the same day they had the information for Patapon 2. The, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So clearly one full game's coming before the other. Show some fucking respect. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot comes out next week. Oh my god, bless wow. him. Wow. Dude. We're doing a stream for that. 
First impressions. Yeah. First, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure it. you're. I'm gonna guess you're on it. I'm and not. And now on you're. It. No, him. No, he, oh, and you're just fine. Yeah, I gotta be. Yeah, I gotta be. Yeah. I mean, I'm still. I mean, I'm. 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 I'm gonna be honest. I'm not happy that we're not doing a full review on Kakarot. I feel like that's a game that. You know, you want to get you, me and Imran. It's also a hundred hours long. So. Exactly. <laughs> All right. The, the content <laughs> you want. Us talk about hundreds, hundreds of hours of Dragon Ball Z. I would do you a do Dragon Ball interview. Do right an eight-hour stream. No, no, don't even day. do the. Don't even, just instead of doing a first impression, let him play th- a full playthrough, Tim. Let's That's do it. one of the other shows we do streaming now, right? There you go. Play through one hundred hours. Only take the next two years to. He's waiting for fans over here. Watch the show on roosterteeth.com, or you can listen to it on podcast services. Just search for Kinda Funny Games Cast. Uh, if we get something wrong during the episode, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash gamescast. You're wrong, and we'll let you know what we screw up the next time we do a show. Uh, today we're brought to you by Upstart and ButcherBox, but we'll get to that later, because today's topic of the show is Kinda Funny's Game of the Year. World premiere. 19. Now, Tim. Yes. You and I have been around for a lot of these Game of the Years. Many Game of the Years. Look man. at the panel. Who won't be here next year? Because every year somebody <laughs> dies. <laughs> oh, my God. Man. This time we're doing it differently, correct? This is not the same kind of Game of the Year where we just we used to just talk, 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 and then we'd pick one. Maybe, maybe we'd pick two. with these rules, because I like this. I like where you're going with this. Uh, to jump off what you're saying about the maybe people won't be here next year thing. So I... Rest in peace, Jerry Petty. Danny. When it comes to Gamescast, because a lot of people are asking, what's up with Fran? What's up with Imran? Where have they been mm-hmm. at? Mm-hmm. This week on Games Daily, the first week of us being back in, in 2020, has been a lot of blessing with us on Games Daily. And that is because we're trying to introduce blessing into the mix with all this stuff. And going forward, there will be a lot of that combination because we are the core full-time host. Sure. But these guys, they're going to be in all the damn time. Right. And especially on Gamescast or First Impressions, our streaming show or other streaming products that we end up putting out so the core cast of games cast will be me blessing greg and one of them rotating chair yes yeah, yeah, yeah. but the rotating chair can also rotate any which way sure uh if there's a review that doesn't make sense for for one of us to be on we won't be if it makes more sense for them to be on it a perfect example coming up we're going to do the most iconic uh nintendo games similar to how we did the most iconic playstation games and greg won't be on that episode. i'm gonna fuck right Instead, off for that one i got nothing to say <laughs> we don't have enough to say about it <laughs> it will be the four of us doing that it's going to be a great time sure so Sure. Yeah, hopefully that makes sense. Double dash. It makes but sense to me. We want to carry. Okay, yes. Please put- carry the torch for double dash while I'm gone. <laughs> a lot of people Obviously. had a wrong impression about that. What? Double dash. Fran was one of the wrong. Right now, tell me if you were at uh, we blink the new IGN scoring system, the ten point scale, <laughs> sure. into your day. Would you have given it a seven or would you have given it an eight? So I was going to bring this up. <laughs> what it the fuck have, would you have done, Fran? It, Don't make it, me kill you it, on. It might have been a seven. Honestly. God, now oh, my head wow. is very vague. You want me to commit to that answer now? I don't yes. know, man. So we can call. Uh, actually, call you know what? <laughs> I knew this question was coming. I didn't really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, the answer is it probably would have gotten an eight. Yeah. Should I call Pear? Because I'll call Pear and get him to sh- see if he no, wants to change it. No, you can't it. change what it is, Greg. But like, they have a new scale. Yeah, but that was reviewed in the old scale. You can't change scores. I mean, you can. They just go That's the back That's not end. part of the new Do rules, they still Greg? use I like, nib? I feel like I'm not understanding what a snap is. <laughs> you know, why don't we just go in Google and type in Erase Fran Mirabella. And just no, one piece by Get rid of his Devil Dash score. You know, what's what next, else? Greg? Exactly. I thought you had other examples. I know. That's literally the only thing that people try to erase as far as. We're off to a great start here in 2020. We are trying to take video games a lot more seriously. This is the biggest year video games we've ever seen. We want to make sure that Kind of Funny is covering them as perfectly as possible, starting with our game of the year 2019. Going back to you, Greg, what were you talking about? France? No. Uh, <laughs> so the sucks. idea here is we're actually going to do a vote. This will be the first time we ever have a vote. It'll be a weighted vote, right? We asked everybody to do a blind vote where we sent our top five to one, Barrett Courtney. Boss baby himself. 
You are. It's exactly how you'd expect it, probably, right? We're going to have points signed to one through five, right? Obviously, one would get five points. Your fifth choice would get one point. And then we're going to add them up. So we're going to start at five, countdown. But we will actually have, for the first time ever, not just a, all right, the game you really like that I didn't <laughs> like that much is game of the year. Or whatever, there's two game of the years. There's a real game of the year. There's a real voting process. These decisions really matter this time around. Yes, they get do. your bets in now. How many people at the studio here? It's just all us. of us. This is this. Just us. Oh, it's table. Table. this table. Ah, that. See, even I didn't know. I thought maybe you guys had like Andy and others involved in the the score. There was a lot of talk of who was a maybe. involved, whatever. But we decided that we we're gonna stick with the, the core kind of funny games cast, which mm-hmm. will be. I think that's right, especially the for the show. It's us. the games cast mm-hmm. game of the year. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily you know, guys don't do an overall kind of funny game of the year. This well, is I mean, it. This I know, is it. but it's the games cast. We've been to elected representatives. The games uh, cast is. The kind of funny <laughs> game I, of the year. I'm just, you know, I'll say it more clearly. Old news, Nitro Rifle. It's just old news. Oh, now. yeah. Sorry. No, 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 yeah. Can't vote. I know you love be, Outer Wilds. I'll be damned if Not some gonna, fucking art I'm guy is going to come in here and tell me how to play games. <laughs> no, all right. I'm He's kidding. playing Axiom Verge on his stream. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. fucking year is it, Andy? The reality. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, love, right. I do love it. Wait, so, just to get ahead of this, are we talking spoilers in this game cast? I think so. It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, oh of 2019 oh, yeah. games. Oh, I mean, like, do you don't think, are you go out of your way and ruin someone's experience. I'm only experience. in Chapter 5, Death Stranding. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's hard to play all these games. I think we should be mindful, at least. Right. What? Yeah, what kind of, are you talking about, like, the end of a game being, like... like if the, I'm going to talk about, let's say, Sekiro, there's a moment of Sekiro I want to talk about. Is it if, like If it's going to be something that you think is a spoiler that might affect someone's experience in a major way... Before you talk about it, let's like just well, make let's it give the clear. Link, yeah. yeah, and if you, you don't, don't think and, the by the way, right now if you're at home, be like, man, I might play that Sekiro, and you haven't played it. Fuck you, you had your chance. It's been a year. All right, wow. yeah. pretty much. Dang, I get it, man. Hey, Fran, it. disagree, but understand. Right, here we go. It's your show. You know what I mean? You know, what would you I do, hate Fran? spoilers. Not you know, talk about anything. I th- honestly, it's a good example. There's major stuff in Sekiro, and if you're like, dude, wow, what if it gets the game of the year, and you just found out, you're like, you know what? I am gonna play it. Well, mm-hmm. too late because I just spoiled something. You know what I mean? Up to you though, Tim. Hey, man, I made my decision. <laughs> this is my world. Now we're playing it. That's, that's what uh, I'm saying. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start this off going around the table just talking about our honorable mentions that didn't make our individual lists. This is a broad discussion. We can, we can start I there. I like this. We're then going to do, and you can think about this a little it's bit like now. appetizers. Yeah, the little appetizer is the, we'll go around the table, and the one game, everyone gets one game that they think could have made their list, but they just didn't play enough of. Okay. Mm. Okay. If you didn't play it at all, and you think maybe that's fine too. That's (laughs) fine. It's it's more than an honorable mention. It's something where you're just like, I didn't give it the, I didn't give it what it deserved, but it could have made my list. This can be part of honorable mentions as well. It's gonna be a separate thing, but like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we're gonna go five, four, three, two, one around the table. Now here are the rules of this, though. If we start and one of our games is five, and if someone else is one. Then whoever has it higher on the list, don't say where you have it on your list. Oh, okay. Just say it's also on my list. So we can talk about the game and we can like talk about like where it falls on whoever yeah, put it. Yeah, don't ruin the reveals. But don't reveal like the point system yet, okay? Does that make sense sure, to everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Let's start off with some honorable mentions. Greg Miller. Hi, hi, Ryan. How many honorable <laughs> mentions are we doing? Whatever you want to do, man. <clears throat> it's oh my God. free balling. <laughs> is that what it is? I guess, yeah. So as you know, Tim Geddes, mm-hmm. I'm one of an illustrious few that every year gets invited to Giant Bomb. I think they only have two or three people go and, and give their top ten games. <laughs> I've never checked. I've yeah, never like checked. 500. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what? Uh, I did Ron roll for, for Giant Bomb. What? <laughs> 
Did Janina do it too? I <laughs> know. Uh, Giant Bob has a million people coming. Of us in that video. That's like, what she does. Yeah. Uh, so I went over there and did my top ten. But as I've always talked about, right, Tim, mm -hmm. the top ten over there is my favorite games, right? I think Game of the Year is something different often, right? Mm -hmm. And if I'm voting for Game of the Year and we're actually taking it very seriously, I need to get into it. So when it came down to voting here, I have a different order than my Giant Bomb list. I'll have you know. And number two, that le wait, what? And number two, <laughs> I'm suddenly me. putting, in, I'm enumerating. Uh, it meant making hard choices because. I understand the system we exist in now. You know what I mean with these points, right? Democracy. So I had system a that we created. <laughs> <laughs> these fucking suits are kind of funny, talking down to idea. us, making this happen. <laughs> so I went in there and I had to like sacrifice some of my babies. You know what I mean? So the first honorable mention I want to give is Concrete Genie, mm. which made it I think in my top five on the Giant Bomb list. But wow. I thought for Game of the Year here. I, it didn't make sense because I'm not going to waste any points because I know Fran's going to come in with some bullshit and try to push it to the top. I got to cut out. I got to stop it. You know what I mean? I got to stop it. I bet you will agree more than you think. I bet I will too because I love you. <laughs> um, but no, Concrete Genie I think is a game that was criminally underplayed uh, and I think it's one of the most complete games I played this year where I thought top to bottom there wasn't a second wasted. There wasn't a pixel wasted. There wasn't an environment. There, nothing was like... Oh, they just put that in there. They placed that tree. They did that thing, right? Uh, none of it wasted my time. It was it, one of the rare games that I platinumed. And literally, when I was done, I was like, God, I, I want to keep playing. I wish I could keep. I wish there was more to do in this world. Because there's this, obviously, well, not obviously, I guess, because so many people didn't play it. There's this, you know, really well done story with beautifully hand animated cutscenes that blew me away because I thought jumping into this it was going to be more of a low budget Sony exclusive right when in reality it wasn't it felt like a lot of time care and love was put into this and so that meant that the story was really good the voice acting was really good the animation was really good they had distinct styles like you know we always talk about when we see movies and stuff like I don't pick up on color tones and like oh that's oh that was always flashbacks or this was always that they, they filmed in a specific way I just felt it this was a way that I thought the way they told the current day stuff, the way they told the flashbacks, the way they told positive flashbacks or negative flashbacks, the way that the first time I doubled back from like area two to area one where I'd already cleared everything, coming back into area one and seeing how bright and lively it was versus how dark and uh, you know how full of despair area two was, that stuck with me. You know, this is a game where you are going through and using your magical paintbrush to paint graffiti on the walls. What up, cool Greg? And use your genies <laughs> to animate. And it's a whimsical, beautiful tale that. Caught me off guard how good it was. Caught me off guard how fun it was. Caught me off guard how it kept evolving. And then, yeah, at the end of it, when it was, now I'm just running around exploring, trying to find uh, pages and, you know, the different genies I had missed or solve, like, little riddles and stuff. I was engaged the whole way through. And I think that even with some of my games that I think are bigger or better and whatever in different ways, I have those, you have those moments where, like, oh, my God, this fucking map. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. ah, I never had any of that. Concrete Genie was pure joy. And I, I don't think it gets enough credit for that, let alone then the super relaxing, cool VR mode it had. Hmm. That's my first honorable mention. Imran. So, like Greg, I also did a giant bomb top 10 list. And God damn it! We had to basically submit those things by early December. So I was not as far in a lot of games that I think are, I would have probably put a lot higher in probably the penultimate example of that is, or not penultimate, the ultimate example of that is Outer Wilds. Mm. Because I was fair, I was a decent bit into that game. I was like, okay, I really enjoy this. It freaks me out in a lot of ways because space travel freaks me out. But the way that game starts slowly coming together, because it's an aimless game at first. It is, 
It's very you, aimless. Yeah, you do your tutorials, and you're like, okay, so where am I going? The shiplock says I should check this stuff out. So I go to the moon, and the moon gives me a couple of ideas. Like, hey, we lost a signal a while ago. Do you want to see if you can find that signal? I'm like, okay, sure. I'll take a look. And that basically sets me on a path of, holy shit, this game keeps escalating and escalating in ways that... Oh, ways only video games can, to the point where some of my favorite games, period, in my life are games that represent it, video games as an interactive medium that a narrative movie could not replicate. So, let, like, say, Shattered Memories, or Silent Hill Shattered Memories is a good example of that. Outer Wilds kind of scratches that same itch of, I'm fascinated by the single concept. Like, I've become enamored by the idea of finding this harmonica that I can barely hear on the very edge of my, like, <coughs> edge of my ear that it's somewhere in the universe. So I'm going to literally dedicate my life, which is 22 minutes because the sun's going to explode, and then figure that out where this thing is. Oh, wait, I didn't get it. I died. I, you know, I crashed Crash into, into an asteroid sun. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm going to position myself somewhere else. I'm not going to make the same mistakes I made last time, and I'm going to find out why in this murky blackness somewhere there is this sound of a of an instrument that's going off and I want to see what's at the other end of it and sometimes that leads to me being eaten by an alien sometimes it leads to finding alien text that like gives me a bit more idea of what's the lore of this universe why things are happening and why what I could theoretically do to save it and this becomes a longer more metaphysical kind of narrative over time as I start realizing, like, is there, is there anything I can do to save this? Is there a point to saving it? Is there anything that, like, what is my individual life worth weighed against the universe? And it becomes, by the time that game ends, and honestly, it's one of the, like, most beautiful, affecting endgames I've ever seen in a video game, I was just completely in love. Hmm. And... It, I think I put it number 10 on my giant bomb list. Honestly, like, from where I was halfway in the game to the end of that game, it probably rocketed up, like, nine spaces. Wow. So, Damn. Man, Outer Wilds is one of those games that I am kind of obsessed with because I've, I've played that game. I played the beginning of that game, the beginning hours of the game, probably, like, three or four times because mm-hmm. throughout the year... I've heard people mention that, like, oh, yeah, this game is my game of the year or this game is one of the greatest games I've ever played <coughs> in a way where I'm like, huh. Like, every time I hear somebody say it, I'm like, Really? Because I go back and I play that game and I, and I either uh, get frustrated because I keep dying in, in, in weird ways or like I can't get into the flying mechanics or like mm-hmm. uh, navigating the spaceship or navigating the jetpacks or figuring out like, okay, how do I... Because the whole game is pretty much space travel, right? right? And like it's, it's kind of meticulous in the way that it makes you... When you go into your ship and you fly to another planet, if you exit the ship, if you forget to put on your spacesuit, you're gonna yeah. die. Yes, right. It's like it's 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 it very much wants you to play the way uh, it wants you to play, and so like you know you can fly into the sun if you're not careful. You can fall a great distance if you're not careful and, and die that way. There's so many different so many different ways you can die in a way that I found it to be frustrating. Also because it was uh, it's pretty aimless, like, mm-hmm. uh, like you said. Yeah, but, you don't understand it first. You learn by yeah. you yeah. learn by this brutal death. Actually, yeah. is, is yeah. frankly how the game works. And it's one of those things where, for all the things that I didn't like about it, it sounds like those are the thing that makes those are the things that makes the game uh, resonate with the people that absolutely love it. It's mm-hmm. so hard to find the fun in that game, and that's mm-hmm. probably like the biggest flaw of it is that it all exists. It's just you're literally digging not literally you're digging through dirt with your hands mm-hmm. until you find the ruby underneath, mm-hmm. and it's that's 
like I understand they didn't want to make that game any other way besides that, but it's like it's so hard to recommend based on that one thing. I mm-hmm. feel about this way or this game the way some people feel about Death Stranding mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. there's a thing there that is so difficult to find, but if it resonates with you, mm-hmm. it probably resonates harder than any other game in years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Outer Wilds. What, what are your was, thoughts on Outer Wilds? Yeah, I was gonna say Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds was one of the games that came very close to making my list, and I didn't make it far enough into it. Uh, I feel like if I did, it might have bumped one of them off. Because uh, definitely, as I got farther, like Imran's saying, it starts to, yeah, it starts to resonate more. Mm-hmm. But what I don't know is if I will continue to suffer some of the frustrations of being blind in a brutal world in outer space, you know. And that is exactly what I was saying. It's like, well, we have 22 minutes. You can go wherever you want, actually. But the map kind of suggests I should go here. I'll just go back there, you know. And Right. I, because the problem is games for me now are very tied to, I'm streaming them. Uh, I almost never play a game off stream now. So I'm that, sorry, where are you streaming them? <laughs> Twitch TV slash oh, FM3 okay. underscore. Um, but yeah, like I'm doing it so often that it, it changes the way I play. I ask you guys that all the time, I think, where I'm like, wait, what if you were playing this on the plane or why did you like it? Anyway, because of that, I think it's kept me from playing more is all I wanted to say. It definitely needs to be like dedicate a couple of hours to figuring that game out and not everyone has that kind of time or even inclination. But yeah. To jump in, not because I know I'll say it later, but like the what could have been on your list but you didn't make time for it, right? Like I've had a very similar to blessing experience with Outer Wilds, right? Where it's like I've started it a couple different times. And I'm always like, ah, well, I fucking land on a planet and melt in the ground. I'm like, oh, right. God damn it, or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not in the mood for it. You know, I'm, I That's always say right. that there's got to be games that I'm in the mood for. And so, like, that is definitely one of them where I, I know how good that game is. Everybody loves and respects it. But every time I've turned it on, I'm not in that mental state to do that and fail and fail and fail to find the fun, to find the thing I need to go do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what I was getting at. Almost like I want to play it in bed on a large iPad, maybe still with control somehow. But you get the idea. Like, you more in a, don't you want your frames per second, though? Your hair, and do, textures, stadium, radion car, frames. <laughs> there it is. Unlimited yeah. frames. But anyway, uh, the short version of that was this game did surprise me in how beautiful it is and experiential it is. And I feel like that's a category of games, and I have a few others like that, where they're more experiential. And what I mean by that is I happen to be, I always say I'm a gameplay guy. I know that sounds almost stupid because we're all playing games. Like, that is the gameplay. But I, what I mean is I'm I'm super into mechanics and the detail of mm-hmm. the engine work and all this stuff. Not that it doesn't have it, but anyway, because it's so experiential, uh, I, I think it just didn't quite hit uh, as hard. But I think if I finish it, we'll see. Yeah. See if I change my I, I can't imagine a game ever instilling to me the same fear of being outside my ship in a spacesuit and not being able to reach back my, to my ship because mm. like momentum has gotten me so far away from oh, it. Oh, yeah. And like as like you're slowly burning out fuel, and then it's like fuel is out. You're now switching to oxygen, and you watch your oxygen slowly tick oh down God. as you're not able to get back to the ship. Yeah, it's like, like Sonic the Hedgehog with the underwater. Pretty much, yeah. It's, it's thrilling. Just, the, no other game is going to be able to instill that kind of fear yeah. in me. Again. And that. It's it's so similar to the Death Stranding conversation because I remember I think it was this uh, the Games Cast uh, Death Stranding conversation where or maybe it was Twitter I forget but I, but I think you were the one who mentioned that like oh yeah like I I'm the the same reasons that I hate Death Stranding are the same reason that other people uh, might <sighs> love the game like you like hate. I think you mentioned that you got to a part of the game and you're like I can't believe they did this but someone you said that to somebody else and they're like man I can't believe they did this right yeah and with excitement where like you're you're talking about like getting back to your ship and the oxygen going down and all this stuff I I remember having that those moments and being like. Yo, fuck this. I hate this this game. Yeah. Really? I mean, you didn't have a moment of like pure, like exhilarating beauty. Like, that was how the game hooked me. Pure exhilarating beauty. No, like literally, I started, like you're saying, it's like, what the heck, man? There's a dude 
by the mm. fire and they want me to roast the marshmallow and then <laughs> I'm flying this like mini ship drone. I'm like, I'm like a lot of, you know, folks are getting out of there. I'm like, please tell me where to go. I want to get going. But they, they, it's a slow burn at first and then you take off. And I think it was the first time out maybe. I landed on some random planet, standing there, I'm like, this is pretty cool, man. I'm like, wow, my stuff's running a little low. Maybe I should go, what's that light in the distance? <laughs> oh my God, it's growing. And then it was like this explosion. The star explodes, you pass by and it just, it obliterated me. Well, that's how the game works actually is what it is. But I didn't know that's what was happening. And I just stared at it like interstellar, you know, it's tears streaming. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. And I feel like that's where the game lives in those moments. They're not all the time, but when they hit unexpectedly, you're like, that was really thrilling. What's a uh, honorable mention for you, Fran? Uh, I have a lot of them, but probably a plague tale. Um, we heard a lot about this year. I feel like a lot of people talk about it for the story, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, no major spoil spoilers, but you're in medieval France, actually, uh, sort of in a line of royalty. You live in this beautiful, you know, place, but your brother's got this sickness, and you don't know quite what's going on. And uh, suddenly, you know, you're under attack, and you have to escape. And you know, your mom's trying to get you and your brother out, and suddenly you're thrust out into the woods, and s suddenly it gets very grim and. Uh, dark and you know basically you're you're running into like the forest infested with the plague and you start to learn more about what's going on little by little um, so part of it's the story but actually it's the vibe it is very picturesque and, and painterly almost I would say like there's these moments that you come out of the forest and there's this like little like French you know uh, I don't know uh, what the right word is for Croissant. miniature castle baguette <laughs> miniature castle yeah. yeah there's villa Chateau. That's there it. It, is. it was like a little chateau. You see, it was right there, baby. Uh, but you'll come out. You're like, this is gorgeous. So there's again experiential moments, but actually, uh, it does have some cool gameplay mechanics where you have your slingshot and a couple mm -hmm. other items like your just your your bag, you know, your pocket that you're upgrading and you're looting for some materials. You guys know I like loot, and that progresses. So I didn't beat it yet, but really cool actually. Question for you. I started this one over break because I knew yeah. it was on the radar or whatever. I didn't get super far, maybe just an hour in because yeah. then people came over and it was a story-based game, so I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to pay attention. But then I never got back. Yeah. My question is, the game starts and gives off very much escort and stealth. Is that the game throughout? Because I like it, they, they, the mechanics early on so much are, here's your slingshot. It'll make noise, so be careful. Use it to distract. I'm like, got it. And then it's like... Go there and call your brother, but if they see your brother, you're in trouble too. And I'm like, I don't know if I feel like hours of this. Yeah, so you're right. A huge piece of it is that. But actually, seemingly the way it breaks down is pretty, it's like a hopscotch method of you're in the story, right? The opening. Yeah. Then you did stealth for the first time. Throw yep. rocks at this. That's the second piece. The third piece is when you get a little more into like puzzle solving actually with your uh, slingshot and sneaking around, but it's more puzzle focused. There's a few places like, yeah, you sneak into some camp and you literally just sneaking the whole time. I'm not for that. Yeah. So, but the way it hopscotches, I feel like you get breaks from it's not just okay. stealth. But but it comes off as that. And I feel like, yeah, the trailers, maybe I didn't see the right trailers. I felt like the trailers were so focused on the story. Um, and yeah, ma mainly the story and the beauty. I didn't understand like the gameplay of it. I didn't Once I got a piece like, of it. I saw the Steam trailer. I'm like, I don't know what kind of game this yeah, is. That's what I mean, right? I and, feel like I'll categorize it as a stealth game. Like, I, yeah, feel, I it, feel like the game is majority stealth. I don't know. It, it is, but it's like a puzzle story game. Yeah. Um, like, the, like I just right now, I'm in a major section. It has nothing to do with stealth. You're literally, it's like old school. <laughs> you're running around like a castle 
area, you're throwing levers and you're trying to get fire into the pit to to get the rats away from you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's cool. Um, And again, hopscotches. I bet you after that is sneaking out of the castle. Those rats. Oh, the rats are so good. Like, they're they're terrifying. I've never been so afraid of rats. Yeah, have you got to the the, the rat hordes yet? No, not the rat hordes. That's when it starts to click. You're like, that was, again, you get to some areas where, like, you know, I won't spoil it, but, like, some really gruesome things happen. Plague Tale, I'd say, is probably the game, the non-Naughty Dog game, that takes the most inspiration from The Last of Us. Where people say this a lot you have, to me, you yeah. have because you have the narrative elements, the way that they talk to each other, uh, you and your companion talk to each other as you're making your way through the levels. It they talk as as if they're Joel and Ellie, right? Like they're doing like Naughty Dog, like you know, conversational things. You're on some mighty thin ice there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, like that's kind of how it feels like, along with sort of the 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 graph the style of the graphics, along with the stealth elements, along with the crafting. The crafting is 100% Last of Us crafting uh, when you get that stuff. Yeah, and it's also it, like the the landmark in the distance that you're making your way towards to. Like all that stuff is like is 100% Last of Us. That's true. Yeah. Definitely inspiration from that. I mean, I wish it played like with gunplay and stuff like that. I feel mm. like there's more direct <laughs> combat. She picks up a shotgun. <laughs> but you do raise a good point that people need to know about. Actually, the emotional connection you start to get with Amicia, who <clears throat> is you know your main character, and then her little brother. She's awesome. Uh, duh. I forget. His I just name. forgot. His I name. hated the brother. Little like four or five year old, and that's it. He'll be like stupidly. But he's sick. Yeah. There's something going on with him. He's got some power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what's up. And he runs off. He's like, oh, little froggy. He's a froggy. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? There's a it's, play. It's you one of those like, things where it's it's a kid in a game that acts like a kid. He does. And, and you get so, pissed like, at him. You get pissed at him. But like it, it's he's authentic to yeah. a child. But then mm. he starts crying or something. And you're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is your character. And you start to develop that connection. Pick up Ratty. We got to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it evolves. Um, and it's pretty cool. I had the same experience as Greg with the game of like I played for an hour or so and then I was like, okay, I got something else to do. But every time I wanted to go back to him, like I'm not in the mood for right. like, something super depressing right now, which is like I maybe that's just a reputation of the game and maybe it I don't was, think it's depressing. It's just gruesome. It's well, you it's, you yourself described it as grim. It, yeah, it's it very is grim. grim. It is grim. Yeah, yeah. I got to chapter six, I want to say, so I got maybe You're like pretty deep into it, four or five hours into it, and I kind of fell off because I wanted to play other games, but I liked what I played of it. Yeah, yeah. Bless. So each of you guys did one honorable mention. No, we have a lot more. We're just choosing one right now. We're right? choosing one, or or I guess you could go rapid fire. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw. Yeah. A bunch Plus, this is episode one. Make it what you want to make okay. it. Okay. Right. Uh, I have like 200 IQ. He's like cheating. nine. I'm gonna th- just rapid fire real quick. We have a 200 IQ. Um, you've lately in the impossible layer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really like that game. I think that game got, got kind of. Uh, overlooked this year. Yeah. I think that game is better than the original ukulele. Absolutely. It's yeah. like such a great soundtrack, too. Great like, soundtrack. I wanted great, to that. Um, I think really cool uh, new ideas with the, the overworld and how the overworld yeah. kind of interacts with what the level is going to be. Yeah. Like there are essentially can, two versions of, of each level yeah. in the game. Like, I love that when you can flood a level and then, like, it's just a water level from then on. It's completely yeah. different. And for people who don't know, by the way, right, ukulele was basically Banjo Kazooie. Yes. Direct, more directly, 3D Super Mario 64 style, where this is more what? Donkey this Kong Country This is more Donkey Kong Country esque. But, like, even, I feel like yeah. it's more so its own thing. Like, it has cool. elements of Donkey Kong Country. For like, sure. they specifically got a level designer from Donkey Kong Country Tropical really? Freeze onto this game. Interesting. Oh, but yeah, show. like, th- yeah. I feel like, see, Ukulele, the first one, I didn't really vibe with. I didn't play much of it, but from even like, the trailers and everything, I didn't really vibe with the personality of it. I was very much like, okay, this seems like just uh, copy and paste Banjo Kazooie, which isn't my jam. Like, I love Banjo Kazooie, but I don't want to play a game that's just copy. But like, 30 like, times Donkey Kong 64 too. more than Banjo Kazooie? I so the first time I played Banjo Kazooie was 2016. 
Okay. okay. Yeah, where I, I grew up with Donkey Kong 64. Um, but you, going no. go, <laughs> going back to Banjo Kazooie or playing it for the first time in 2016, I was like, oh, this game is awesome. And I had mm. such high hopes yeah. for this guy. But <laughs> I ended up see, pl- pl- <laughs> playing it in 2016. I was like, I understand now why people hate <laughs> Donkey Kong 64 because yeah. this this is just like a streamlined version of D- or I guess it's the opposite not way streamlined. It's incredibly so complicated. <laughs> well, no, Banjo Kazooie oh, is yes. streamlined. Yeah, yes. Donkey but, Kong um, is not. Donkey Kong is the is the complicated like they went all in version of Banjo. What if you just couldn't pick up bananas? Yeah, I like I see I still appreciate it though because it's just so <laughs> it's the finer things, Imran. You don't get yeah, it. It's just one of those things where it's like it's they funny. went all the way <laughs> in a yeah. way where there's just so much to do in DK sixty four. You can play that game. I forget how I forget how long it actually takes for one like a playthrough of that game mainline, but you can play that game for what feels like forever. Yeah, it's a lot of value game. when you're what like feels 10. like it. Yeah, exactly. And I was like I was like eight years old when I played it, and so I just played it forever and it felt great. It just sucks. Yeah. Um, but Impossible Air is awesome. Devil May Cry five is awesome. Yes. I think like I feel like if you are if there is like a technical award for like I don't know the way the way pe- action combat badass like, award the way people want like oh video game review should be like objective or whatever right if you if 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 we're all robots and we're grading scientific games, if you're scientific and we're grading games this year Devil May Cry Five I think would be in everybody's top five because yeah. I think that game polish wise great mechanically solid story pretty cool environments beautiful like. That game does ticks a lot of boxes. Ticks a lot of boxes. Tone, vibe, the smell, vibe. the, the brand sound, smell. soundtrack's incredible. The one bo- box it didn't tick, which I think is what held this game back, mm-hmm. is environment. It's that like you're always yeah. in like a building or a cave or yeah. something. And or after a, streets, yeah, yeah. After a certain point in that game, I feel like you're just in like the tree, like the evil trees. Area yeah, forever. evil it's trees. It's like if, I think yeah. if they had like varied that up a little bit, because like you think about Devil May Cry three, like they managed to make that tower feel different in every single area. Mm. And for Devil May Cry five, which like I've talked to Itzano before, he said like he built that game around one moment at the end, mm. and you can tell yeah. that like they that made, moment's dope as fuck. They made though. that like he, <laughs> so, it's yeah. very obvious that, that was what was in his mind when he was building everything else. But it was kind of to the detriment of everything else before that. Mm. Uh, Dreams Creator Early Access, I want to shout out. Mm. Uh, Pokemon Sword, I want to shout out. The Outer Worlds, I want to shout out. Mm. Blood and Truth, more yeah. people should have played Blood and Truth. <laughs> that's, a, that's an honorable Dude, mention from Greg, too. That game is awesome. That game is super fun. Uh, and I think it's some of the... What's I mean, Blood and Truth again? It's the VR. Uh, PlayStation VR game from, from London, London Studio. Studio. Yeah. Um, you, you play as, like I guess, a British gangster. That's is that cool. based on that VR Worlds demo that they... Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. like that was like their test bed for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Death Stranding is another honorable mention for me. <gasps> where the more I play it, the more it will probably inch into my top five. But um, I haven't played enough of it for, for me to put sure. it above any of these other ones. And then um, Ape Out, I want to give a yeah. shout out to. Ape nice. Out that was, one of was super fun. I freaking loved Ape Out. Uh, that the one music I've, in that game is incredible. It's like, so good. It's so well the done. Way it melds with the gameplay. Well, that's yeah. the thing. It's literally it an is. AI yeah, over yeah. the like an overlay over the game that basically creates jazz drums. Yeah, if you missed it, you're an ape. It's a top-down game. You're an ape that escapes, and you start killing things and smashing things and yeah. fighting back, and, and as you drums, do actions, you kill they yeah. do jazz it's with it. Like we were talking on Games Daily about it uh, today, going over the, the GDC uh, nominees yeah. for the awards, and it's just crazy that Ape Out's not getting as much recognition it's for its a, sound design. It's is, such a bummer because the sound design is so good. And like stylistically, the game is really cool. Like people talk about uh, control and the way the titles pop in control. Uh, Ape Out, I feel like, I mean, isn't I mean, do, isn't necessarily that crazy like controls is, but Ape Out, the way the titles pop into totally. that game. Yeah. Super stylistic, super cool. Very super well Wes done. Anderson. Yeah. Like yeah. it's super fun. It's because Devolver Digital is a bunch of dirtbags. And so, you know, that's why they're going to be blackballed from society. That's, mm-hmm. that's why. Uh, and then my last honorable mention will be Astral Chain. Mm. Ah, I need to play more of that. The pacing was a little off. Yeah, the pacing's off. That's a good segue to my honorable mention as well, which is just 
Nintendo this year. <laughs> so pretty much like it's it's crazy for me that I after coming off of the last couple of years of there being like countless bangers from Nintendo where I'm like, oh man, my, my game of the year personally is difficult because there's so many great choices. This year with Pokemon Sword and Shield, with Super Mario Maker 2, with Astral Chain, uh, and Luigi's Mansion 3, all of those good to great games mm-hmm. that I enjoyed very much. All of them had something that held them back in a way that I was just like, oh, I can't put these in my top 10. I can't put these in my top five, definitely. Uh, Mario Maker 2, it was so great. And I, when we first saw the direct trailer for it, you were like, like you were game hit. of everything. And right? it, I was yeah. like, this is the game of my forever, right. like potentially. And it ended up not being that, with the main reason being, I, I just wanted them to go a little bit further in terms of playlists, in terms of be, letting people mm-hmm. make. Yeah entire games worth of, of levels so that I can just download and then play through a ton of stuff. Also, I, like, it's how have they not supported that game that well over this past... Exactly. Like, literally yesterday they upped the cap to 100 levels, mm-hmm. which is what the Wii U ended at. So why, is it take, why did it take eight months to do that? It's things like that that I feel like this game could have been huge and could have had such great support that would have kept me in and kept me playing constantly, and they, they, they missed that mark, and I feel like that was the bare minimum for, yeah. like, this being... A great game, not just a really good game. They're doing some good stuff now, which is momentum's gone. It's yeah, like that link thing is actually really cool, but no one's playing the game anymore, so there yeah. aren't many people making link levels. Yeah, and then Luigi's Mansion Three is a great game, but I just feel at the end of the day, it lacked the Nintendo polish. Like I feel mm-hmm. like like once I beat it, I was like, that was fun. I'm not itching for an, another Luigi's Mansion. When I finished Luigi's Mansion Two, I was like. Oh, man, that was so great. I don't think we're ever going to get out of the Luigi's Mansion game, but I wish that we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, beating three, I was kind of like, there's just something about it where I was talking about in, our, in the review we did. Like, the graphics didn't impress me. I didn't hmm. like the, the looks of them. And, like, a lot of people seem to disagree with me about that. Yeah. But Once I actually I played it, I think I, I kind of disagree, too. It looks yeah. really good. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's something about it. that like, it, It's not even the art style. It's just, like, the, the technical side of it. Well, like, the technical, like, I watched or read the Digital Foundry breakdown. It's like, this is the best-looking Twitch the, the, game. I'm talking about in terms of like animations and stuff. I'm not talking about in terms of like the frame rate and, and all of that. I'm talking right. about in terms of like like how it it looked on my TV, how it looked on the screen. It was one of those games when I played it on my TV that reminded me this is a Switch. The mm-hmm. Switch is not powerful enough to make this art style shine. And mm-hmm. I feel like there are other examples of Switch games that that wasn't the case for. Mario Odyssey. I think it might have just been like a, a situation of it not jiving with you because like to me it looked like Oh, this is once you get to certain levels, like the Coliseum, for example. I'm like, oh, this looks like a Pixar movie brought oh. to life. Ooh, in a lot wow. of ways. Yeah, see, I, maybe not a modern Pixar movie, maybe a Pixar mm-hmm. movie from ten years ago. But in terms of like animation and like the way all that stuff is cohesive, it looked probably the best looking Switch game to me this year. Did you Man. play it on TV though? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that blows my mind because like I love Pixar, I love Disney, I love Nintendo, and to me, there's just something about they, the polish of the charm. Didn't quite hit the mm-hmm. mark. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what was the last Nintendo one there? Oh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yep. But it wasn't anything special. And I think that it was the most refined Pokemon we've seen. And they made so many choices that I absolutely loved um, for in, for core Pokemon titles. And uh, it, it was just as fun as ever to go through mm-hmm. the whole process. And I loved the way that they handled the gyms. And they made them feel more like the anime and more like a sport. But then they kind of gave up towards the end. Like, did you finish that game? Yeah. Like, those last two gyms were just, like, we're, we're not even going to try anymore. And that, I feel like, I, you say the last two, I think that even, like, earlier on, some of the mini games that they had going on, it felt like they just didn't know what to do. So they're like, we're just going to add this weird gimmicky thing that you only do in this gym and, like, the, the little pachinko machine type thing. Hmm. Nobody enjoyed that. <laughs> you know I what I mean? Mind. I didn't really like it. Yeah, you're right. But even, even, like, the maze one, I was like, 
I feel like I got a better maze in Pokemon Blue <laughs> yeah. when I was doing like the Team Rocket stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, all that. Yeah. There are aspects of that game that would not have been acceptable in any other game. Like, did you have you ever been to the wild area online? Mm-mm. It is it's the rough. worst thing I have seen in a modern video game. What like, happens? It drops to like twelve frames it a chugs. second. Like literally, you're just walking through, and because they cu- keep popping people in and out, so it's a theoretically a Destiny style thing. Okay. But they don't have the chops for that network. Code. Sure, sure, sure. So it just it's awful. Like to the point where every time I was about to go into the wild area, I would turn online off because uh-huh. it was just that badly performing. Yeah, I only ever played offline. Yeah, me too. And I feel like at this point, it's kind of weird that Pokemon doesn't have voice acting. Yeah, it's very weird. There's an entire concert scene where someone is singing, and it's like literally panning over like people like rocking out to silence. Yeah, like yeah. nothing happened. It's bizarre stuff, and it's like that's to me is like these are these are all good. I really wish they were great, and I think they all could have been great. Mm-hmm. So that's why Nintendo's my honorable. Did mention. you mention uh, Fire Emblem? I did not. Did you play it? Ah, like any Fire Emblem oh. is the one game I should have played more of because it had a shot uh, at actually making my list. It is legitimately Same. one of the best I, games I played. I absolutely love Fire Emblem. I love the series, and they're like the last couple iterations have been really hit or miss for me in the first couple hours. I know whether I'm going to love the game or be like, eh, this isn't going to be my favorite. My first couple hours with this, I was like, I, I don't absolutely love it. I feel like I wanted to get into kind of the more story-based elements quicker than it was mm-hmm. giving them to me. Um, but I just, I had family stuff going on in, mm-hmm. what was it, May or whatever that it came out. So like, I just totally fucked up and never got, yeah. never was able to jump back in. But yeah. I love Fire Emblem. I guarantee if I, totally finished it, it would be in my Yeah, when that game starts endearing you is when you start getting, like, you have your house and you start attaching yourself to them and you start, ara- like, uh, assembling, recruiting your, like, people from other houses and you start learning about them and suddenly, like, this, oh, this ragtag group of, like, exile because I was Golden Deer, like, this ragtag group of exiles suddenly, like, they feel like family mm-hmm. and once you actually get to the midpoint of that game where everything starts differentiating because the first half of the game is the same for every team. But once you get to port, like, oh, well, this is what this house did, and this set off this whole, like, big war, essentially, between everybody, then you start realizing, oh, there's a, there's a huge amount of differentiation between what everyone's doing, and I, I am with my group, I'm sticking with them, because this is the team that I'm most attached to. And Fire Emblem Three Houses, I think, uh, bucks the trend of what I was talking about, of Nintendo not hitting that polish mark. It does hit the polish mark. Yes. The fact that they went back on after the 3DS where they're like, we're going to try to Pokemonize Fire Emblem and put out multiple versions and make you buy two and a half versions of the game to be able to get the full thing to mm-hmm. go to the Switch be like, no, no, no. Three houses, you get all three stories. The amount of gameplay and the amount of content there of different scenarios where it is different storylines and mm-hmm. different missions you're doing, that's awesome. It's also fascinating because this game was like almost entirely made by Koei Tecmo. Like Nintendo had surprisingly little involvement with it. So it's probably the best Koei Tecmo game they've made in like a decade. Hmm. I didn't even know that at all. Like, just going by the credits, it's very few intelligent systems or Nintendo people. Interesting. Hmm. Greg, what's your one game? Uh, I want more honorable mentions. I'll throw them I mean, I'll I'll do do, do, quick ones. Yeah, I'll do like Blessing did where you just rattle them off, right? Telling Lies, we've talked about uh, a lot on this show or whatever. For me, it was such a special experience to sit down with that, uh, have the pen, have the papers, and like just write out Diary of a Madman style notes yeah, trying to keep up with it all. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. That was the mm-hmm. game I played the most on Switch. I played a ton on it. Uh, had such a great time. Can't believe how much they've added to that outside of just characters, right? Modes and different things and gauntlets to go play. That's awesome. Um, those are the big ones. Uh, in terms of things that I should have played more of or maybe... I, I don't even know if it's a 
it would have made the list. I just feel if I was in different headspace or maybe even a different gamer or if we were at IGN still trying to be more objective about everything. Like, I've heard so much about, like we said, Outer Wilds, but then also Disco Elysium. Mm -hmm. And those are two games that Outer Wilds I've tried and it just doesn't, I just can't, it's just not happening. And then uh, uh, Disco Elysium was very much like, I, I watched Lucy play it for a while and I'm just like, this just does not seem like a Greg game. And I totally realize the quality of it. I understand what you're saying. Sounds awesome. That just doesn't seem like... A, and I was talking to some... I think maybe even you at like the uh, uh, Kind of Funny stream on uh, Kind of Funny Day stream. And you were like, oh, yeah, it's a couple hours. And I was like, I don't know if I got a couple hours to try to get into yeah. something, right? Like, I want to be able to jump right in. Something I tasted and would have liked more of and will... Well, I don't even know if I ever get back to it. Astral Chain, I did really dig. I played on, to and from on a, a trip to L.A., and I was like, holy shit, this is really it's fun. Rough. I like this a lot. Yeah, yeah. But it was the same thing as always where I came home, put it down, and I think it was what? Death Stranding and Borderlands and all this other stuff was happening. And now I'm so, like, frosted over on where I was and what was happening. It's like, meh. In a different world, that would have been a game I bet I was really, really into, but it just didn't happen. I think it, it would have solved a lot of your issues with Outer Worlds. Like, the, the issues that you had with that game just not coming together towards the end. Yeah. Disco Elysium does that much better. Really? It just... Mm -mm. If you... It, Convincing you to get to that part is going to be very difficult. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I'd love to do it now, but I'm playing Beast Walker. It's just too much. Imran, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you want to close out your honorable, honorable uh, Yeah, mentions? let me throw a couple out there. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is a trash fire, and I'm a disgusting pig who likes it. Nice. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> that that game has so many fucking problems, but I'm, I'm so deep into it at this point that I can't look at it objectively anymore. Like, as much Jump as I have... that's all right. It's not even it's junk not food. Junk it's just food. bad. It's on, it, it was my honorable <laughs> mention as well. It's bad, and and that is like such a problem. But there are moments at the end of the game that make it all worth it. It's like the last two hours, right? Maybe two and a half, three hours. Not of even that like game. when I think about that game, I think about the end of the Toy Story world, where <coughs> you have this like insanely arena good combat fight thing. Well, the when you're con that cutscene where Sora and Woody are confronting young Zehanort, who is like mind controlled Buzz. I <laughs> and like there is this like fucking amazing thing where like the entire area is like shrouded in darkness and Woody is like telling him off. It's like you you're a, you don't yeah. have any friends. You don't yeah. know what it's like. And he like steps down and like his his aura, his anime aura, like cleanses the area around him. And he's like, it's he's pure giving, hype, man. He's giving him this lecture, and it's like, oh my god, this is so amazing. I love this. I feel like anytime Organization 13 was involved in the story, the game was at its strongest. I feel like the Disney stuff actually got in the way of three because they committed too hard to, we're literally going to have the entirety of Let It Go in this sequence. Yes. The entirety. Instead of giving us a bit more backstory or boss fights or incorporating that stuff into the story. Yeah, I imagine Frozen. that's where, like, the dealing with a corporation as large as Disney comes into play. Because, like, apparently... John Drake. I, I talked to the Pixar people about this, and the Pixar, like, liaison was a huge fan of Kingdom Hearts, so she was able to work with them and get them the original story they wanted. I imagine that's not true for, like, Frozen. Yeah. Of, like, hey, Frozen's too big. You gotta just make... If you want a story, it can't affect the movie in any way. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where that fell apart. But like I'm looking forward to the DLC. Me too, because it looks like it's focusing more on the actual core story. Of yeah. it. And the gameplay is fun. The combat in 3, I actually really enjoyed. I don't think it ever hit the the peaks of 2, yes. of like how tight it all felt. Yeah, the the gameplay or the battle designer for 2 was not working on 3. He's working on FF7 instead. Yeah, but I'm excited about <laughs> it. It's still like really fun. And like some of the boss fights, I just needed more of them. I, really I think good. they did a good job of having 
so much just pizzazz and like sparks and like flashy shit happening that you felt in control of. And there were so many different systems within systems of like, I don't even know what the terms are anymore, but like summons and links and uh, overdrives and this and this and this, where it's just like meters, like different meters left and right, where you're constantly just like hack and slashing while also there's a million different things blasting colorful sh- like fireworks around yeah. you. I also want to throw out Mortal Kombat 10. Oh. Or, I'm sorry, 10. 11. 11. 11. 11. Did I not say that? Dude, okay, right? add that to my honorable mentions also. Too yeah. late. Dang it. That game has Darn. a really fucking good story mode Dude. that like, it makes, I, I think the Mortal Kombat story is by and large just complete garbage. How dare you? But I love it. How dare you? <laughs> it is, I, like, I mean, it's, it's garbage, but I love it. Like, this or, is the time travel one, right? Where the old yeah. movie, yeah. okay. Yes. And so they use that time travel to repair a lot of what's garbage about that story. Gotcha. I mean, like, why... The whole thing in Mortal Kombat 9 where Liu Kang and Raiden... Raiden, I guess, in the Mortal Kombat yeah. thing, mm-hmm. is... Uh, They're both right. They confront each other, and Liu Kang's like, no, you're stupid. Like, this is not going to work. And then, like, mm-hmm. Raiden ends up killing him. I mean, we that, all know it well. That, like, gets... Brought up so was like, hey, that was dumb, but it's dumb for a reason now. So yeah. they, they retcon it, but yeah. they clearly realized it was bad. They're like, what if we just use that to make a bunch of very hype moments for the end of this game? I mean, that, like the story mode in Mortal Kombat this year was fantastic. It's and I, so I want good. every single fighting game to have I, that type of... This might be too big of a proclamation, but I feel like it, it might... It might deserve a nod for like best narrative, like maybe like <laughs> just like a nomination, you know? Like I could see it. It was so good. Like the the whole Jacks stuff, like the stuff he's going through in the narrative is really good. The whole idea of bringing back is it about his arms is he uh, like super depressed. Yeah, about him or? he's super depressed. Oh, I think it's about I wish his, he had arms. Real his arms. wife died. Oh, maybe <laughs> yes. that's it was either the arms or the wife. <laughs> it was either the arms or the wife. He lost both I mean, are one big losses. The other, like, <laughs> yeah. maybe she hates but his he, arms. It was, it was actually one of those things where like he he's going through it so much that he let, that he looks to the bad person of the story to kind of like uh, heal, heal him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's that. There's the whole like, you know, since they're doing the whole uh, melding of the timelines. And so uh, older Johnny Johnny Cage has to confront younger younger Johnny Cage. So and great. older Johnny Cage has just gone through loss and has just gone through growth and all this mm. stuff. Right. And younger Johnny Cage is the, the original Johnny Cage who is an asshole <laughs> and who's like this like superstar, like young kid. And it's one of those things where Johnny Cage looks at himself and he's like, Oh no! Like I was a dick. I was an ass. When he beats his own ass, it's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. Right. There's, there's I like didn't a, know where that was. I was like, this sounds so ridiculous. I was like, wait, that's pretty good. Yeah, dude. there's it's a really wrong. great part where like Scorpion and Sub Zero are working together now because they're both good guys. Then the old Scorpion comes in like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh like, my how god! Are, how are you working with Sub Zero? What is wrong with you? I will say the one part of that game that like is a huge mistake was Ronda Rousey. Yes, she oh, does. Oh the and her acting's not great. Yeah, I take back the best story. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude. I I look at so this, stick with me. I look at the Mortal Kombat narrative from like all the games, similar to how I look at Metal Gear Solid that narrative. Except I think Metal Gear Solid is a great story. Mortal Kombat <laughs> from front to back is not a great story. But like I've been with the story since like uh, like Mortal Kombat Deception on PS2. Hell or whatever. Yeah, and, like man. yeah, when Liu they first, Kang oh is dude, dead. freaking Chudinko, <laughs> uh, Bo Raicho, like all that stuff. Um, and so I. Following it from there and seeing kind of how like where the story has kind of gone and the way the ways in which they've kind of retconned it in clever and crazy and dumb ways, I to me is super entertaining. It's yeah. the X Men Days of Future Past yeah. of yes. Mortal Kombat, but even yes. more just diving into like the fuck it. It's also parody. Like we just we're we're gonna make this as we're gonna make sure we're gonna have any moment people are actually looking for from Mortal Kombat. There's like a ten minute scene towards the end of that game that's like end game quality, like Mortal big Kombat. giant battle. 
Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got AI. Shout out to Sean Kittleson. He was right over that one. I've spoke so highly of it throughout the. If year. you if you if you like Mortal Kombat or you're familiar at all with Mortal Kombat lore, I would yeah. say play Mortal. Oh, Kombat Oh, I know. Lore. I'd love it. It's like yeah. that's what this is. I have you know on my list too. There's like so many games where I'm like, well, I know I would love this one and this one. I haven't had time to to get into them. There's just mm. too much to play. Brian, my turn. Awesome. I'm gonna go through fast. Uh, Gree, Grease. Dang it, man! I thought I was gonna get it right for 2020. <laughs> Grease. <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous word. game. Uh, one of those experiential, but I really liked it. Uh, Apex Legends, I feel like, you know, we're skirting around it because it's like, it kind of, you know, it came out of nowhere and it was awesome and then it fizzled out maybe for a while. It's got some releases. But I'm not skirting. Apex, no. yeah. I'm not skirting. Good. Good. Okay, we'll see. It's on some people's <laughs> list maybe. Um, but anyway, Apex, man, total shout out to that. Uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, I talked about a lot. Um, more of an indie game, but... You know, I bring it up a lot if you liked the delivery of cargo in Death Stranding. Funnily enough, this game is literally you deliver cargo yeah. from, you know, galaxy to the galaxy. And in between, you get into these space battles. And you have to upgrade your ship from, like, a piece of junk to have better things. It's funny how similar and sort of base concept it is I, to Death I Stranding. I love that, like, when you customize your ship, it literally just opens Photoshop. Yeah. It's oh, and you like, can actually, yeah, it has yeah. that in it. Yeah, it's, draw some dicks on your ship if you want to. Yeah, you can buy, you know, a space station and start upgrading it, and it's got a lot of time you can sing in it. Really well, cool. I, it, I, we talk about this every time. It was only PC last time. Is it still only PC? I believe it's still only PC, but it was... I think they announced the PS4. I thought it was destined for consoles still. So actually, yeah, that'll be... We'll, we'll send it to uh, Gamescast here wrong. We've got too much well, to I can look it up. Time. What's the name again? Rebel, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Thank you. Uh, I swear it's coming to consoles still. Um, I feel like I've heard a PS4 port, but maybe I'm... Yeah. Really cool though, uh, and also it has like this killer like soundtrack. You can put the radio on while you're like just driving through space, getting yeah. into the battles, and it's it has all these different stations. Games, but yeah, it's a, it's a trucking game to a point. The too, Wikipedia but. doesn't say anything about consoles. Check their website actually. I, I thought it had it, but anyway, Rebel Galaxy. It's Outlaw. definitely on Switch for sure. I see RebelGalaxy.com says oh, first that's footage of Rebel Galaxy on Switch. I don't think it's out yet though, right? It's, so it's, oh, I don't know it's yet. Coming. Keep going. I'll find cool oh, PS4 and Switch. Another one, uh, Apple Arcade. I've been bringing this one up recently, but man, I just got into Card of Darkness. Adventure Time well. art style, um, really cool. Uh, I this game nearly Card made of darkness. My, Card yeah. of Darkness. Yeah, we talked about that too. Card of Darkness. <laughs> yeah. You played some? No, 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 no. We're talking about something yeah. different. But uh, makes my top list because man, it's just that game I can pick up for three minutes or you know ten minutes, and I can lay in bed for two minutes and play it. Like it, it just is one of those fast mobile games that that's what I look for on mobile, and it's just card attack game and has a lot of RPG. It got an honorable really cool. mention uh, for best mobile game at the GDC awards. Awesome, well. yeah, yeah. But see, that's the thing. Like, I guess you know. I understand why for best mobile game, but actually even overall, man, like what a bunch of fun. That actually so, reminds me, speaking of Apple Arcade, is, mm -hmm. I don't mean to hijack, but Grindstone was one of the... I should have it's funny, yeah, it has the similar yeah. thing to Grindstone where you're just trying to get to the top of the grid. Um, but yeah, Grindstone, Grindstone. should have ended up in my top ten, it's just that that game got too hard. It was like unrealistically hard. <laughs> yeah, this game point. gets hard at, at certain points. Um, Gears 5, didn't make it far enough in, but I had played uh, several modes at E3, Played the beginning. Man, that game is gorgeous. Uh, I just need to play more of it. I think because I know what to expect, I didn't, you know, make sure I spent enough time with it. But curiosity is Gears Five on any of our lists? No. No. Okay. Yes. Oh man. Oh. oh. Okay. Oh. Look at that. I, I was gonna see. be like, You'll love to hear. It. I was gonna ask like, did we actually completely miss that game? Yeah. And I was kind of wondering why. That's why I wanted to make sure to at least yeah. put it here. Definitely wanted to play more of it. Uh, but then the obvious mentions: Borderlands Three, yeah. Destiny Two, and Division Two. Not just because I like those games, but they're genuinely. 
high polished games. I feel like they fall for people who like them in that seven five to eight five or whatever are we in the now eight yeah. to nine or seven <laughs> eight mark if we're doing IGN score. But um, if they're good games, man, I, they just they don't always deliver to the absolute top, getting over you know that nine feeling. But um awesome games in Borderlands 3. I know we're on the show. You're Full a, disclosure. You're a piece of shit. I was expecting... A, <laughs> I wanted your backup. I made my top five. Where yeah, I won't say it, but I wanted All some right. help there, buddy. The Borderlands Actually, 3. on my top five, too. Awesome. Yeah, Dude. look at that Imran coming Whoa. through clutch. You know what I mean? Oh, this show's crazy. <laughs> Conflict Anything of interest. Anything can happen. But Borderlands 3, tons of fun. You, and uh, obviously, I just get into Borderlands this year, but still playing it. <laughs> That's it. You already gave yours, Blast? Yeah. yeah uh, uh, what about the games we haven't played... At, as much of. That, yeah, you want to give yours there? Oh, uh, yeah, I have, I have two, if that's okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, first one is Bobby is You. I really love oh. uh, puzzle games. I like The Witness is probably one of my favorite games, along with Portal. Uh, Cube 2, I also really love. Uh, Bobby is You, I would have played more if it wasn't so hard. Yeah, that's the, the other problem. <laughs> yeah, that's like the problem is that it starts off just knocking you down. Um, but if I had if I had more time, I probably would have just stuck with it because I, I do love games like that. I, I love. Uh, that sort of puzzle game, and so that's my first one. And then the other game that I didn't play enough of, but if I played more, it would probably make my list is Sonic Team Racing. Hmm. I you maniac. I, <laughs> I I played probably only a couple hours of that game, and I loved it. I thought that game was fun. I thought I I, I haven't played enough of it to really compare it to Mario Kart um, Eight Deluxe. Have but you played Crash Team. Racing? I'm not. I've not played Crash Team Racing. I'm not. I'm not. The fact that but, that and Sonic came out so close together, it was just like like. Sonic yeah. All-Stars Racing Transformed was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sonic, cool. Team Sonic Racing, not that great. Not as good, no. The, the one that came out this year? Yeah. yeah not as I good thought as it was wonderful. It's fine. It's just not as good it as Transformed. Be, how'd that game re- get received? Am I the only not one on great. this? Really? Not great. Yeah. Oh, well. Because like, it is a step down from Transformed, and like that's th- that was their goal, is they wanted to make it simpler for like the Mario Kart audience kind of thing. It just, I don't feel like it landed as well. Mm. Well, I had fun. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, that That's matters, all I man. care about. Uh, thank you, Kev. One, uh, my last honorable mention I want to give is Killer Queen Black. And the mm. reason it's an honorable mention is I love this game. I talked about this game, well, Killer Queen, years ago on the Kind of Funny Games cast back when it was just arcades. Now it's on Switch. Um, it's coming to Xbox as well. We don't have details on that. But that's why it's an honorable mention. There are not enough people playing online. Uh, really? Majority of the times that, like, I mean, we haven't, we've only done it once on stream, right? Sure. But even that but time, it was great. We were playing, it was we were fantastic. Killing people, we were so good. But we were Snail playing trail. against like the same teams over and over and over. And uh, when me and my friends have tried to play it now, probably four or five times, it hits that pretty quickly where there's just not enough different groups playing at the same time to like keep it as competitive as that game should be. It's a perfect example of a game being hindered by being stuck to one platform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It should be. Is it, when's it out for other stuff? Because it's. Xbox One, it's Game Pass. Yeah. They've said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll really fucking help it out. Yeah, and that, that's a perfect example of what this game needs to, to really kind of hit. Just right now, it's TBA for Xbox. Boo. Um, according to the wiki, at least. Um, yeah, it's coming at a later date to Xbox One and Xbox Game Pass. But I can't wait for that because I, I feel like that could have bumped it up my list for sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, let me throw out... It's a game I'm sure nobody else here has played, but AI Samian Files. Mm, I've heard a lot about it. It's uh, the newest game from, uh, I think his name is Kotaro Uchikoshi, Mm -hmm. but he is the writer of 999, Virtue's Rest Award, those kind of games. Uh, This is very much in line with those. It's an anime-ass detective story that takes you, like, basically you're trying to figure out a series of murders, and there's a, like sections between those where you're trying to like mentally explore your own mind with the use of like a a 
cartoon character mascot that's like helping you do that. And it's, I don't want to like, I, I want to play more of it before I commit to like saying like, oh, that everyone should play this game. But it's a f- utterly fantastically written game. Hmm. I don't know that it's going to stick the landing necessarily like 999 did, but I really loved everything I've played of it so far. And if you were at all interested in vir- our visual novels, I think this is the kind of game you want to play. Hmm. Uh, Life is Strange 2. I want to give a shout out to It's on your list, then I'll let you carry it when you get there. Um, any final mentions, guys? Any final was. honorable mentions or the game that you, you wish you played more? Dragon Quest Builders 2, I wish I played more of that. It seems really fun and charming. Just like, God, I wish Great I had the time. Great theme song, too. Yes. Uh, I heard good things about, what was it, Valferis? Um, so, I don't know. I was talking to somebody about Valferis. Is that it? That is a heavy, heavy metal Contra style game. Yeah, yeah. It has a little like Dark Souls vibe. But I heard very good things about that. That was uh, one that maybe I just want to throw out there. And then for me, it was Fire Emblem, though, that I just didn't play that I feel like could easily have ratcheted up the list that I just didn't get to it, I think, above all. While um, we were took the break. Oh, when... and Link's Awakening. I don't know if anybody mentioned oh, that, yeah. actually. Sorry, those were the, the two. Uh, honorable mention to Kind Words. I finally played oh, that. Yeah, that game's great. Yeah, finally played that over break, and, and I was like, hell yeah. Like, it's weirdly you, affecting. Totally. It, it's a game that I think it's rare that I would say this, but desperately needs an iOS port or a phone, a tablet port or whatever, because I think that would do so much more What's for it, it personally. On? It's on PC right now. Yeah. Oh, got it. And so it's like, I, I don't think it works as yeah, a console game because it's so much typing, but I think it would work really well on an iOS thing. And I think it would be, yeah. for me personally, as who's not a big PC gamer, like I played it really, I played it extensively for one night when extensively you're yeah. you're writing you're answering people's real messages you're sending back your oh, advice cool. or whatever you put out your own thing people talk to you it's all anonymous whatever um the obviously goal is that you know i think you turn it off and then you go do something else and you come back and you open it and there's new responses there's new th- questions and so as i played it that one time i got responses to my own thing i sent off my own you know answers to people's questions but i haven't gone back to really check what they thought of it and where we are mm-hmm. uh bloodstained Oh, I yeah. I played that on Switch, or I played mo- some of it on Switch, and I was like, "This is horrible. I'm not playing this version." So I've been waiting to like get a sa- on sale. But like from what I played, the actual game Switch port aside is really good. It's exactly the Symphony of the Night, not sequel, but like spiritual sequel people want. It's just God, that port is really bad. Mm. Just the, the music is good. The ideas are really good. There's so many systems upon systems that like you don't necessarily need to engage with, but you could. So many like nice little Castlevania references in it. Yeah, I I would I'm I think it's on Game Pass now, so I'll probably just pick that version up. But it's. It does seem like a really great game. I just didn't have the. I didn't choose the right thing for my Kickstarter backer. Yeah, that was the one that I keep saying I, I have it on PC where it runs fine, uh, but I know it has these switch problems. But the problem is that's the game I want to play on the airplane yes. or in bed maybe, and like I can't be good. Well, I just have not heard great things about. I played that game on an airplane, and at one point the boss music just dropped out, and I fought a boss entirely silently. <laughs> no. I don't no. Know, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I want to give a shout out to Sinar Wild Hearts. Yeah, I thought ah. that was pretty fun. I had some complaints with it because the way the uh, default mode uh, kind of is set up, it boots you out after every song, which that game is better played in the arcade mode, which, arcade mode, which I think you unlock after you beat the game. Um, but still, shout out to that game. I think the soundtrack's pretty good. I uh, really enjoyed it. And I wish uh, Travis Strikes Again No More Heroes was better. I wish it was better, <laughs> too. Because I love No More Heroes. Because it does seem like it connects directly to No More Heroes 3, yeah. so people are going to have to play it. Mm-hmm. And also, it's, like a, it's a weird, like, we've talked about this before on kind of funny games daily but like it is a pseudo 51 dealing with the fact that he hates ea so much because of what happened with shadows of the damned mm. and like as you go further it just like it becomes less metaphor and more just obvious like the villain of that game is named richard Tiello. 
based off the former president of EA who like made him change so much about Shadows of the Dam. Oh yeah, yeah. So like it is it, it, the metaphor has just been completely dropped now, and it's an interesting thing to like as a fascinating games history document of like I wish that game was better, but it's crazy how much he hates them. Gotta love it. All right, we're about to get into our top five games of the year, leading into kind of funnies game of the year, 2019. Good, game of the year, game of the year. Exactly. I know wow, that's some old school. The Uncharted rap, baby. There we go. Uh, let's get to some ads. Let me tell you guys about ButcherBox. Now, here's the deal, Barrett. Barrett Courtney sitting over there. I have a New Year's resolution for this year. Play more video games. There's a ton of games coming out, and I'm like, this year, I'm going to get on it. But it's all about making resolution during this New Year time. One resolution you can do is to make cooking easier for yourself. You can get meat sent straight to you with ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the meat delivery subscription that gives you more time for what matters most, like video games. Each month, they send a box of the highest quality meat for a better price in the grocery store, which gives me more time to spend watching Gia cook, and to eat those delicious meals with family and friends. Uh, every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to our house. Super easy. Uh, last month, Gia was making a whole bunch of this meat, and my God, my mouth was watering the whole time. I couldn't wait for it to finish so I can stick it in there, you know? Uh, packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum-sealed so it stays that way. I can customize my box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. Looking at these options, Kevin, it's going to make you real excited. Doesn't this sound like something you want? Oh, I already got one. Do you do? Yeah. What's your experience been like? Oh, man. A lot of good meat there. Yeah? What's oh, your yeah. favorite? Sirloin. Yeah? There you go. There you go. ButcherBox is the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, insanely, not insanely, humanly raised meat. Uh, with ButcherBox, you, what? Humanely. humanely. Yes. Uh, raised meat. With ButcherBox, you get the highest quality meat around for just $6 a meal. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sorry, guys. We just did a three-hour podcast, and, you know, life just kind of goes that way sometimes. Anyway, with ButcherBox, you get the highest quality meat for around just $6 a meal, and they even have free shipping nationwide, except for Alaska and Hawaii. So, uh, sorry, guys. Uh, Right now, you can get two pounds of salmon absolutely free, plus $20 off your first box. Just go to ButcherBox.com slash kinda or use promo code kinda at checkout. That's ButcherBox.com slash kinda. Use promo code kinda at checkout. Next up, shout out to Upstart. Between hitting the gym, eating cleaner, or learning a new skill set, there's a lot of new ways we can better ourselves in the new year. But I can't think of one that's more important than starting the year off with tackling high-interest credit card debt. Our friends over at Upstart.com are here to help. Upstart is the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. One of my best friends right now going through a lot of these issues uh, due to a lot of other, you know, various issues going on in his life. Uh, But Upstart totally helping him out. Uh, things are looking super good for him. He was having issues with, with some loans and stuff. This, boom, boom, making it all happen. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history, which is helping him out tons. Uh, Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. Uh, the best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Uh, you can free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart's ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash kinda funny to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kinda funny. Upstart.com slash kind of funny. Now that we're back from that. With my naughty dogs, I'm like demon souls. <laughs> I'm just too effing hard. Do you remember this? 
Do you no. know what they're talking League about? I, no idea. Every year, IGN used to make a big like game of the video year for game of the year, like to announcement. Announce what the game of the year goofy, was. yeah. And huh. in 2009, when it was Uncharted 2, they uh, they had Malik. Yep. Yeah, Malik Forte. Who, yep. Like who? Last I know, was hosting for Nerdist, but I think yeah, that was a couple. He's years. still right. He's, he's like uh, in esports. Yeah, I was gonna say he's yeah. esports. I think he does uh, the one that people really like esports. The Overwatch? Overwatch That's one? the one. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, that one is for what people really like. But this is before he even got like that big and into all that stuff. Anyway, he like. rapped in the, the chorus. It was to mm. Ukrainian bell carol. And he was like, Game of the Year, Game of the Year. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to kill him all. I'm going to kill him Yeah, it was really yeah. awesome. You can watch Look it. Look it up. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, so let's get right into it. Greg Miller. Hi, baby. How Number five. So this means this gets one point. I'm making this noise as I go. Uh, I'm going to lead off with my number. F- I'm double checking because I was very. I was very, like, did you have I was, the list? Yeah, I, 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 I have my list in front of me. That's what I was opening, but I, I did the thing where I didn't commit to it or I sent Barrett to. I sent one this morning. I'm like, done. And I was like, wait, hold on, hold on. Do this. Uh, Resident Evil 2 at my Ooh. number fifth slot. Um, this is honestly the first draft I sent Barrett. I put Concrete Genie here, but I felt like it'd be wasting points because I know it had no shot at getting anywhere. Uh, Resident <laughs> Evil, I want to give... Resident Evil falls into the same uh, reasoning I love Concrete Genie in some ways, which is it's a super complete game. I had a great time playing it. I We talked about it like, you know, Resident Evil in general should have been Greg's jam as a kid, being obsessed with Ramiro zombie flicks, loving PlayStation. Uh, when I got my hands on that, the tank controls were such a turnoff, I just could never get into Resident Evil games. Mm-hmm. And so to get this one and come in that day after we got it and talk to you about it, I'm like, was the map always this good? You're like, no, they've done it. I'm like, this is making it literally a joy to play where I'm not running into those like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Oh, I'm annoyed with this. God, I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, it kept me going. It made it had me replay it again. You know what I mean? Like, granted, just do the second playthrough, yeah. which I thought usually I didn't think I was going to be into or whatever. Like, it's such a well done video game. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's what the point to it. Yeah, it's on my list as well. I absolutely love the game. And I think that a lot of people don't, don't give it enough credit because it's mm-hmm. a remake. It on its own rights is a fantastic, I would go as far as saying, amazing game that uh, the design is so well-crafted, and I'll never forget playing it for the first time at E3, expecting it to just be a prettier version of RE2, and it ended up being my favorite Resident Evil game I've ever played. Someone that being a fan of many Resident Evil games, <clears throat> being a fan of the idea of the original ones, but not loving how they, they actually played. Um, but two, I have so many fond memories of, and I feel like this really just kind of upped the ante on all of it. And in coming out a month after uh, Kingdom Hearts did, and playing Kingdom Hearts, being so let down that it felt like a PS2 game, uh, coming out on PlayStation 4 yeah. game, mm-hmm. and playing this game that was a remake of a PS1 game, but feels like it could have just came out now, right just now. as mm-hmm. a modern game, and it would have been freaking awesome. Yeah. So impressive to me because the sound design is great. The visuals are <laughs> on another level, man. Oh, the yeah. RE engine is gorgeous. I would I say don't... it's probably the best looking game this year, like graphically. Like if you look absolutely, at, if, you look, up there. if you look at the, way, a lot of the water ones. and like yeah. the way that the like shadows the, and lights work is the deep. way that like the zombies just like drip apart. <laughs> like yeah. when you yeah. when you shotgun <laughs> them in the stomach and they just fall apart. Like that stuff looks super impressive in a way that it, it, drip tech. Yeah, the drip tech. <laughs> uh, it feels <laughs> like something I never I've never seen before. I feel it solved so many of the issues that the original had uh, in terms of just like the puzzles being frustrating. Like, I feel like the puzzles in this one like worked a lot better for me. Yeah, and uh, it definitely was way more fun to control. And I loved the way the camera was so close to you, and like how that worked. What, like the what your your few 
yeah. your field of view of what you could be able to see combined with the lighting effects of turning around a corner and there's like puddles on the floor reflecting the lights coming in, which scare mm-hmm. you because they're, you think that it's something coming at you, but it's just uh, mm-hmm. something moving. That, to me, is how survival horror should be. Yeah. It's not constant jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. When this game has jump scares, it feels earned, and the yeah. other ones are just... It's atmosphere that's scary. Yes. And then add Mr. X on top of that. Yeah. 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 It's the constant the constant feeling of dread in that game is what it excels at like super well. Because uh when I played it and I would go into a hallway or a room or whatever, right, before I even unlocked I I guess unlocked Mr. X, right? And I'm just like alone in this uh police station, uh, and you see you see zombies or you see uh where the crawly thing things called? Lickers. Lickers. Lickers, yeah, and you see a liquor oh, on the God. roof and they just drop down and they terrify you, right? Like Lickers. that stuff alone was enough for me to make me go like, oh yeah, this game is terrifying. Yeah. And just, then comes in Mr. X and it <laughs> And that was the thing yeah. is it did push, such a good, push, good job push. of making you feel powerful and then making them feel more powerful. Like there yeah. was always this up like you know, I was always going up. So even when it was like, all right, I'm running into the office desk room or whatever, right? And I know that there's always that zombie in the chief's office. There's always yeah. that zombie there. But I'm just gonna do this move. I'm gonna run past them and then mm-hmm. there'd be something else on the other side of the door that'd be oh fuck, I wasn't expecting that. It's yeah. interesting that you mentioned the liquors because like that was the whenever I thought about this game and like they announced that remake three, four years ago, I was like if you're making it 3D, how are you going to do the liquor moment? Because like there was that moment early, early on in the game where you're traveling through a room and like the camera changes and you see the liquor like cr- go across the window, and like mm-hmm. that is a moment that is very formative into how I play. I like horror games because that builds tension in a way that is utterly impossible when to have control of the camera. And so the way they did that is they didn't. They yeah. didn't bother with that moment. They built that tension other ways, and that's uh, like. It is a game that does not collapse under the weight of its own history because mm-hmm. it doesn't try to Absolutely. recreate those things. It tries to make them in a different way or tries to <coughs> do its own thing in a different way. And that is incredible. And it's like so many remakes are so beholden to what that game used to be. And Resident mm-hmm. Evil 2 is like, we're going to take the spirit. We're going to make it a, make it for a modern sensibility. And I think it succeeds way better than I can imagine. Honestly, it might be the best remake this decade, for I mean, sure. I'm with mm-hmm. that. Shadow of the Colossus, I think, would be up there as well. But mm-hmm. I, I think that this does more to make it a different... Oh, whoa. You gotta love when that works. Uh, wow. Resident yeah. Evil in the background. <laughs> no. Was it? Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus. Colossus. Yeah. Don't know video. I, I was looking at my phone. I, yeah, no, I assumed I, it was. I, I feel like Shadow of the Colossus was like, slightly enhanced by the, uh, the remaster, whereas Resident Evil 2, I think, is yeah. greatly enhanced. The one thing that I wish that they went a little further with was the, the part one, part two... Um, kind of stories going on. Yeah, where it's weird they didn't. It's I wish that they would have cleaned it up so that if you were to play, you know, Claire first and then going into to Leon, I wish that you didn't have to backtrack as much or do the same things as much. I wish that they would have added it so that it felt more like, oh, you're retreading the same steps that I already did. I feel like they did 60%, but they hmm. should have won 100. I kind of wonder if they like change plans at some point cuz when I talked to them at E3, they're like, "Okay, we're not we're not having separate campaigns. It's one story." And, and that's why that's why I think I think that like, this was them trying to hold on to like oh we th- there's some things that the faithful are going to be really upset if we change mm-hmm. and I think that's one thing that they they caved on that I wish they did yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. wait just to recap five for number for Greg on Greg's list Resident yeah. Evil two it's on Tim's list somewhere it's on my list. Yeah. Uh, anybody else it's on my list also on your list not on my not on anyone's number five for me as well. Yeah. Right there with That's you, Greg. Are, uh, yeah, like uh, I had a lot of the same feedback on why it made five. Um, what I would say about it for me above all is, man, it just reminds me that Resident Evil sets standards 
and it did it. I feel like Resident Evil 2 did it as much as we complained about. It's just how weird it was back then. Uh, it still was, it was amazing, and then you know they pushed that farther on GameCube. Uh, but get, uh, Resident Evil Four was the one for me that st- stood out. Yeah. Like that was just like holy god! Like they just amped up the adrenaline in this game in a way that other people followed. I think in action games and survival games, and then here they come back and they fix all the things you guys talked about. And I feel like we're looking at a game again that it chapterizes or ep- it makes it episodic, you know, almost, and gets you excited for this like. We've talked about it. Like, I could do with, like, 10 of these, you know, just put, you know, stuff in this engine with this amount of beauty, uh, certainly some small things to fix. But overall, man, I, I feel like everybody who's doing survival horror looks at Resident Evil 2 comes out this year, and you're like, jeez. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we've got some catching up to do. And um, it reminded me just how freaking good they are when they've got everything firing. So yeah. we got three coming out. I know, yeah. right? And here we are. What? Isn't that it? That's exactly all we want. And yeah. I hope they make some small improvements too on top of it. Capcom was a company that was like lost like three or four yeah. years ago. That yeah. I was like, yep. they're not the same company they used to be. And that's disappointing as a Capcom fan. And now they're putting out multiple Game of the Year Monster candidates. Monster Hunter World, Devil May Cry 5, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil Capcom's 7. Capcom's on fire right now. Yeah. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah. Marvelous Capcom Infinite. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Imran. Yeah. So my number five yeah, was Borderlands Three, which hey, is a game right. I've complained a lot about, but it's still like <laughs> yeah, surprising. So how do I put this? The game. Everyone who worked on the gameplay of that game deserves a raise. Everyone who worked on the script of that game should not work on scripts for games anymore. Oh, okay, there it is. <laughs> there, <there's, laughs> there are some real problems with the story of that game, and the like to the point where I look at the dialogue slider and I'm like, what if I turn this all the way to zero? So is it just for clarity? Is it the core storyline writing you're talking about, or the sort of quips and all that stuff? Both. Like, really, okay. the core storyline's not good. The the writing isn't good. But like, once you get to the, uh, so I don't tend to play games like you guys do with like Destiny and Division Two. Of the real game starts at end game. Right, grinding I, yeah. for optimal loadouts. Yeah. Once I get to the end of a story, and like usually I'm done. With Borderlands, I we finished the game, and I was like do you guys just want to keep playing? Yeah. And every night we would still keep playing and still keep running bosses and still uh, keep running. We, so it was co-op for you. Yes. And like, that's, it's one of those things of, is it hard, it's hard to parse out whether, is this the game being good or is this just, I'm having fun with friends? But I think it deserves a lot of friends. Credit. Number five game of the year. <laughs> 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 friend game, though, this is a real thing. That's what they say about Destiny is the real uh, end game is the friend game. The friends we made along the way, yes. But it's mm-hmm. this. it is a fun game to play, but the fact that you can jump into that world with your friends yeah. is kind of special. I think, the yeah, way it's designed. I deserve, it deserves a lot of credit for making a playground that makes co-op so much better. Like the instance loop thing is a thing that I expect everyone to copy soon yep. because it is such a good idea. And it's shocking it took this long for it to happen. But, like, God bless them, Gearbox hit that thing out of the park that way. Yeah. Like, that made it so we're not fighting over everything. That, like, you're not trying to be nice so you give up this good sniper rifle. It's like, oh, I don't need this. Like, <laughs> go ahead, take it. Like, it's legitimately, it's honestly being able for everybody to come in. Because I have one friend that plays all the time, and she's, like, she is way ahead of us. But it's good that we can still be behind and still play with her. Mm-hmm. And like she'll she plays uh is it Mara is the Yeah, Mara. Mara. yeah Mara. as a siren. Yeah. So she has some build where she's constantly just zooming around like a Sonic the Hedgehog, killing everything. <laughs> but it's great that we can still play and still have fun and still be challenged. That's 
the biggest thing for me. Like I, the loot instancing is awesome. The thing people need to adopt from this is the way they balanced co-op. So it is that a level 50 can come and join a level two's game or invite them vice versa, right? And the game scales with it. And I guess it's actually going up more than going down because there's a story. Well, no, coming In out of those cases. Uh, but the way that the game does that, because that has been the most eye-opening thing for me. This is on my list. Do I, you don't want me to reveal the numbers or where it is? No numbers. Okay. It's on your list. Uh, yeah, but, but I'll talk about it here, right? Of like, that has been the godsend of this game. And I think the way it's fixed, because I think, you know, we, talk, we joke around about it with The Division, right, when we were playing that this year. And, you know, it was shocking for me to make both my Giant Bomb top 10 yeah. and then make this and not put Division 2 on it, right? Yeah. Like, I was so into it. I, if you would have asked so me much fun. at the beginning of the year if I thought Division would have been like, oh, are you still playing it? Are you still grinding? I'd be like, fuck, yeah. What yeah. about Borderlands? I'm like, ah, oh, I probably finished the story and was done when it's been the complete opposite of... Borderlands has had the constant drip of ongoing content, whether it be Bloody Harvest, which you should have been able to turn off, uh, Malawan Takedown, uh, now the Moxie Heist, right? The fact that I beat all of that and finished off uh, the uh, Moxie's Takedown, or uh, the, the Heist DLC. The Handsome Jack. And it was that oh. thing where Jen joined me late on that, and it was that thing we beat it, and we, went th- we kept playing, and we went through and cleaned up every side quest I hadn't done yet, and then my quest log was just empty. Wow. And That's it was awesome. that thing of like, she's like, all right, well, what do we do? And I'm like, all right, go back to your game and I'll join you and we'll do it all again. Yeah. And we did. And that's what we've been doing over break. And it's that thing where the game rewards you both with loot, both with enemy scaling, both with like or triple with. Uh, I was just like, it continues to make you want to play. And it was honestly a conversation I was having where I, it's similar to what you're talking about a little bit more, obviously a little bit, a lot more uh, pro where I was just like, shit, is this my game of the year? Like, I can't <laughs> believe that I'm still this into this game yeah. like that there's this much to do that i'm still playing and i can't wait for more yeah i was gonna say it, borderlands 3 is instantly playable i feel like and that's what mm-hmm. i appreciate so much about it um granted you know the, there's the first 20 minutes but after that it's just like just shooting stuff tons of guns there's not a lot of games that are willing to throw you in that fast and but borderlands is known for it too it's just this chaotic shoot everything you kind of can't go too wrong, especially when you, you know you've got somebody that's got your back. The checkpoints are fairly forgiving, yeah. And yeah. So and it, that's it's a very arcadey experience, but it certainly comes with the challenge if you want it. And it's you know when Fran and I talk about it on the Borderlands show or whatever, it is that conversation where Fran is the one who's like grinding for a specific weapon and still trying to get a, a build that really does this. Mm-hmm. And I am the opposite of I want to do complete all the check the boxes or whatever. Yeah. So but I'm like that I just look at my stuff and I'm like I like this gun, I don't like this gun, and blah blah. And, yeah. I, and I sell everything I like immediately and I put all my legendaries in the bank and I don't know why but I just know that's what I'm supposed to do (laughs) but I'm having a great time with it he's having a great time with it whereas compared to the division two right the vision two got killed when that for me when the raid dropped Hmm. yeah the raid dropped we went to do it and it was like yep the internet was right this is really tough whether it be we're console noobs or whatever to the point that I was just like well I don't really want to I don't want to go and have to grind out the perfect build to play this game Mm -hmm. I don't want and I was like when the gear score goes up I'll come in in power level and like the gear score to my knowledge still hasn't moved where it's like they gave us an easier version of the raid but it was just like I'm not about this I'm good thanks like I I still want it for your episodic stuff I'll still come back and hopefully get back into it but when it's I died, really cool though, but yeah, we we got to that end game part and it felt we ch- felt cheated. I think that's what a lot of people felt. You're like, wait, I already played this for eighty hours. I play these games all the time, and you're telling me I just didn't get the right build, uh, which would take me a long, long time to go chase to get in there. And anyway, everybody needs that build too, and 
There's no matchmaking. I can go on. But yeah. Division Two is great, but definitely it's. It, I got a little soured on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. When when we wipe in Borderlands Three, it's not like this sucks. This game is unfair. Like we're not going to come back to it. It's like. We're just gonna keep trying to do the same thing, yeah. and just mm-hmm. like maybe I'll switch out for this gun that I think I liked a little bit better, or maybe like they're robots, so why don't we try this element this time? Right. It's like it's not it's high level strategy. It's a little like small tweaks, yep. but it's still like the game still functions, or it still fuels fun no matter what you do. Yeah, it's a, it's available. You know, it's not you. By the way, try Mal on Takedown Mayhem Four, and you'll change your tune. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Dude, ta- you don't have may- to. Yeah, Mayhem Three. I mean, the group yeah, I was with, stuff. the group I was with, we had done all. Uh, right. They were helping me grind out the trophies, and then it was like, all right, cool. Now let's go do this. And after I got my platinum, we went and, and it was that thing of like getting to the final boss. Well, after getting smashed a few times, getting the final boss, and then it was die, die, die. All right, let's actually think. And it, I was like, yeah, wow, that's the rage. This part. is awesome, and what a cool breath of fresh air in a game that usually is like. Jen gets knocked down, and I run to her, and I save her. And if I go down while I'm saving her, my scag comes over and revives me. And it's like, even if we fuck <laughs> yeah. it up, whatever. We lose a few hundred thousand dollars and go back yeah, and yeah. come back. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. everybody. Number five. So my number five, uh, because I wasn't being uh, schemy like Greg Miller. I know. That here. is a great word <laughs> yeah. for it. Oh, guys, like, you got to work. Dirty learn how democracy I, works, I, I everybody. I, which I you designed. I wasn't totally aware of the, of the whole system. Where we here we go. <laughs> here come all the excuses. So, uh, I... I have Katana Zero as my number five. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's on anybody else's top five. I don't oh, imagine. No. I was one of the honorable mentions. Barrett will yeah, burst yeah, through the wall yeah. here and <laughs> yell about yeah. it for you. And so <laughs> me and Barrett probably share that one. But uh, Katana Zero was a game for me that uh, I kind of, uh, for this conversation, I'll liken it to a, a similar way I feel about Devil May Cry 5, where Devil May Cry 5 for me is that game that checks like all the checkboxes of like graphics, soundtrack, gameplay, the, all this stuff, right? And for me, the reason why Devil May Cry five doesn't make it into my top five it's just because at the end of the day even though i love devil may cry five i don't love love devil may cry five it's still like it's the best devil may cry but like yeah. what does that really mean yeah you, you think so i might think put it, it dethrones three we'll see the, there's some interesting things about the switch version of three that i'm hearing that could be pretty cool like not here like it's public rumors but well today yeah. we talked about on games daily that there's three things they're adding yeah oh did they already know they didn't it? say what they are they, mm-hmm. they gave dates but was, was, if they add those things to the Switch version of three, then three will be the like best one. But at the moment, like the actual battle system of five. I'm really interested. In what you're <laughs> <talking> about. <laughs> well, for, for me, the thing that uh, Devil May Cry Five doesn't do for me is really like hit me in that way that I feel that oh, it just didn't hit me a certain way. Yeah. You know, I feel like there are games that that hit different. You know, like I I play Undertale, and for some reason I can't put my finger on it, but something about that game just really vibes with me, right? right. Same with like The Witness, same with Hellblade, same with Portal. Like there are games that do something that kind of stick with you, and Devil May Cry Five just didn't. Like I played it, and I finished, it, and I was like, that was really good, but I never really thought about it after that, right? It never really stuck with me. Yeah. Uh, Katana Zero, I feel like, is a game specifically that's aimed for me with all its different elements, and so like the reason I liken it to Devil May Cry Five, right, is I look at it and I'm like, okay, uh, graphics, the pixel art, I think is super beautiful. I think it has some of the best pixel yeah, art this really year. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the way the animations look, the way all, all the stuff looks on the screen. The lighting visually. in that game is like really Oh my great. god. The lighting is beautiful. The uh, cutscenes are great. Uh, the way they, they kind of frame and animate those, I, I really like. Um, it, but then you look at gameplay. Gameplay is also awesome, right? <laughs> it does the Hotline Miami thing of like one yeah. hit and you're out, or one hit and you kill your enemies, right? And they mix that with uh, slow motion mechanics. And so uh, you are going into a room and uh, you can get shot down with one bullet or you could dodge, deflect jump, deflect, right? <laughs> yeah. And you have your slow motion meter, right, that you can hold. I forget what button, but you hold a button, you go into slow and motion and you can like dodge bullets or deflect back bullets or hop over a bullet 
it and then like land on the enemy and like just and, and cut them up right yeah. do all that great stuff and it's super fun to play uh super super fluid i love all the different levels i love all the different setups i love the escalation there uh, as far as the gameplay and how uh it raises its difficulty as you go like all that stuff i think is super solid uh then you look at story and i think the story is really cool and really yeah. awesome it, mm -hmm. it goes uh, it goes places where you wouldn't yeah, expect to go. Yeah, you go see go. a psychiatrist. Yeah, like, yeah, like you take meds. Yeah, like, like you see your therapist, and your therapist is also the same person that like gives you your, your mission, right? And like there's a whole there. Yeah, which just brings up another set where you're like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, you're like, oh, that's here? interesting, right? But then like the deeper and deeper you go in the game, like your your uh, therapist also prescribes drugs that you inject, and uh, there's. It, it, it goes places and I don't want to talk about it too much because that's the whole fun of the game yeah. is discovering like oh okay so this is this okay so this means this okay my therapist is doing this which then means this right all that stuff is super cool I think that sounds the, like a weird Reservoir Dogs moment at some point during that story oh yeah, yeah. Like, there, it, goes, it goes weird places <laughs> in a way that for me as a Metal Gear Solid fan I really like because it goes I feel like it, it does the thing of getting really really convoluted but in a way that I enjoyed following I enjoyed trying to like um, uh, a knot and figuring out like okay what is what what is going on here what's the real thing okay mm -hmm. this person is actually this person okay I'd like trying to unravel all that stuff and figure out what's going on um, mm -hmm. I I thought it was super fun in yeah. the story and the story does a pretty good job towards the end of mm -hmm. being so convoluted that it kind of works against it but works for it at the same time it depends on kind of what you're into yeah and so I, for me I'm into that and I so like it that it like gave you choices that don't disrupt the narrative but let you mm -hmm. like like the first mission where you get to walk into the hotel yeah and, like, convince the woman that you're a cosplayer yeah and like that can has a has a gameplay effect where it becomes a yeah. lot harder to escape if you have not convinced this woman that you're totally benign. Yep, yep. And all, all the things as far as like the dialogue options and you being able to interrupt dialogue at any point mm. and that plays into uh, the dialogue structure of uh, if somebody else is talking and you and you uh, interrupt them, right? The, the dialogue, like the literal text on screen breaks and you just interrupt them and continue the conversation that way, right? Yeah. They turn that, which would have been a mechanic in a game of skipping text, into an actual like story choice. thing, yeah. Yeah. an actual choice, right? I thought that stuff was super cool. Um, the soundtrack is probably my soundtrack of the year. I really it's love really music cool in that game. Uh, I think it's super well done. And it's, it's the type of soundtrack that I listen to outside of the game, which, which is why I really appreciate it. Um, and overall, like that's a game that, that really vibed with me, right? Like the disparate elements of it, I think are all super great. And I think the way it comes together is super great. But it, it, like it, it's not just a good game. It's a game that after I finished it, I kept thinking about and I kept thinking about theories and I kept thinking about like, okay, what did this thing mean when I when I went and did that right? And throughout the year, I've been going back and playing it because the game's still fun. The game's still it's still fun to like retread story moments and be like, okay, what happened here? Like all that stuff, uh, I think came together super beautifully. And so it's my number five. Nice. My number five is Legend of Zelda. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, it has all the same issues I was saying earlier that the Nintendo games this year did. There's technical flaws, the, the way that the graphics work of things looking blurry when yeah, you're playing the, the, on the small screen or the big screen. Shift it's all there. A lot of slowdown, a lot of weird stuff like that. Despite all of that, I feel like they made a great game better. And it's a similar thing like what we're talking about with Resident Evil uh, 2 Remake. I feel like they made a lot of choices that kind of cut the the bad parts out of the original design of the Game Boy game and modernized it where if this game just came out today, for the most part, it would feel like it belongs as just a brand new game. There are exceptions to that. Menus popping up of just like every time you use a, you get one of the berries and it tells power you exactly nut. what it, the power nuts. It's like, we, we get it. We, we, yes. we know what this is. And I felt like um, there were decisions made to kind of draw out the experience a little bit more to make it feel like a modern game because uh, I feel like uh, old portable game from the early 90s like the length of that doesn't 
correlate with a $60 retail price, and they had to figure that out somehow. Um, but despite all that, the, the <laughs> gameplay, the puzzles, the world itself are so amazing yeah. that when you add on this amazing visual style and soundtrack that, that matches, I think that's what elevates this to be in my top five. You can just look at this game and immediately want to play it, immediately mm -hmm. understand what it is and what makes it special. We've never seen a game look like this. And I feel like when mm -hmm. we get a, a new art style in a game, that's always a very exciting moment. When we first saw cell shading, right? It was mm -hmm. just like, oh my God, this is special. When you first saw retro uh, pixel art type stuff, it's like, oh man, this is cool. I haven't had that feeling since Octopath Traveler, probably, mm -hmm. where I'm like, this is a new style of game that we haven't seen, and it's brilliant. Tilt shift, claymation looking, <coughs> like you add that to the top down isometric mm -hmm. Zelda games and many other type of games like that, that's something special, that's something new. And I hope that we see a lot more uh, games utilize the style because it's not just the looks, it's also the sound and the feel of it all. The sound effects that they added to the game and like, like the way that they recreated old Game Boy sounds, but like modernized them. Mm -hmm. And also just the instrumentation that they chose to take these classic Zelda songs, but especially yeah. for a game that focuses so much on music uh, in the story and like the different instruments um, of the, the the narrative itself to, to use those within the context of the Zelda theme that you hear over and over and over and over. It never gets old because it just feels like it always fits with what you're looking at. Um, so so with that, I, I definitely would put that as as my number five, even though it is it is not perfect. I think that the the, the thing that really it's like, a great Zelda game, right? It's a great yeah, Zelda game that made even better. The thing that that gets into my top five because I was debating between it and Mortal Kombat, um, specifically because of the the story mode, uh, is the world itself feels like an old friend that you go back to and you you just immediately know everything about. It's a world that I haven't felt this way about since like <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Vice City, where it's like mm. I could play that game right now and know exactly where. If you're like, oh, go to this place, I'd be like. I know how to get there. It's just muscle. Turn GPS mm -hmm. off. And it was about <laughs> halfway through uh, the game of, of Link's Awakening where I realized, like, I remembered where to go. And it wasn't that I remembered from back in the day playing. It's that this game just has such a fun, cool world that playing it this time, I remembered the tree. I remember where that, that house was. I remember whatever without having to bring up the map. And, like, that's mm -hmm. really good when a game is designed in a way that I'm liking learning where to go to the point that it is in my, my head, not just like, oh, pull up a menu, go there, pull up a menu, go there, so. Yeah. It's really fascinating, like, and actually kind of a bold choice as a remake, because this is a slavish remake that is almost exactly the same in gameplay, and I had a friend ask me once, like, hey, do you think I should get this for my kid? He really enjoyed Breath of the Wild. I was like, oh, there's a lot of people who think this is going to be the follow-up to Breath of the Wild, because they've never played another Zelda game. <laughs> and so, like, to make the, f the, the following game from their biggest, most revolutionary Zelda ever to be an exactly the, the same remake. The smallest Zelda title yeah, ever. That is in almost always a very old game, except graphically, is like, what, what, was their, what were they trying to get at there? Like, what was their Money. brand management idea there? <laughs> but it works out. Like, yeah. I think it tells people, like, hey, Zelda is a multifaceted series. Yeah. This is one example <coughs> of the kind of, like, the kind of tapestry this series is. I don't know that necessarily those kinds of people are going to cotton to this kind of game, but I, it's like from that perspective, it's really fascinating. Yeah, I think the art style is fascinating enough that it pulls people in. People aren't mad that they spent money on it. Hopefully, like hopefully somebody they watch a trailer, see a screenshot before they press buy, and not thinking that it's Breath of the Wild. Yeah, but, I mean, um, but yeah, like what it, with what it is, like I think 
you know, it's it's very engaging. It's very fun. I didn't get super far in it. Nick beat it. Nick beat it. <laughs> did you did you look up guides? I believe that. Yeah, Nick. Okay, because <laughs> that was my thing. Is like I got to a point where I was just like I I feel like an idiot playing this game. But I still really liked it. Like I liked the fact that it was a Zelda game that didn't take place in Hyrule. I yeah. thought that felt very fresh in a way that I didn't realize. Like when I when I play Breath of the Wild and I go to Kakariko Village, I'm like, oh cool, Kakariko Village again, right? And I go or I go to uh, where the Zoras are, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, this place <coughs> again. Like playing Zelda usually just feels like playing the same game over and over again. But that but a game that has been refreshed, right? Especially when you play Breath of the Wild, it feels like a completely new game. But you're still visiting the same locations, meeting the same characters, all this stuff. Uh, whereas this game, Link's Awakening, you feel like you are exploring a new land, right? Like there are, you don't, it's not even the same, like, um, uh, what, what call it? Like, it's not the same template, you know, mm -hmm. it, like you don't have the, the ranch you go to and you don't have the mountain you go to. I mean, you have a desert and you have a, a mountain, but it feels like a different mountain. Yeah, 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 right. You have a graveyard you go to where I, I there's a graveyard in Ocarina, but like, I don't <laughs> it's know. It's the same game, Blessing. Yeah, nice try. It feels different enough. Can I tell me. you, Blessing? This is hilarious to me because I remember this exact same conversation on Usenet in like 1995. Really? <laughs> <laughs> this, this Finally, we're out of Hyrule. Wow. We're doing things in not really? the same Hyrule. Like, people were tired of that then. So, mm. time is a flat circle as we're not allowed to do that. Isn't it interesting that two games on the top five are remakes of 90s games yeah. from old school Japanese companies? There you go. Yes. What Greg does Miller. that mean for 2024? Number four. I think that's going to be one on a lot of lists. Control. Mm. I'm not alone on, on this my one, list. I assume, right? It's on my yeah, list. On my list yeah, there you go. Okay, so I mean, what do you need to know about Control? It's, it's awesome. Why uh, do you like it so much, Greg? I mean, I like it because it... Just the titles. Nails. Just the titles. Just, oh, just yeah. the presentation. That, that impact so font. Just that, you know, that impact font. <laughs> that those clean edges. That architecture. That right. No, I like it because the oldest house was awesome to explore. I like being Jesse. I like not knowing what was around the next corner. I like that it was fucking weird as hell. That yeah. it was X Files mashed up with like superpowers, mashed up with alien, you know, all this different stuff of like, mm -hmm. what is this paranormal world and how does it all interact? And like, you know, I. I go back to, if you remember when we did the Gamescast review for it, it was literally I had beaten it the night before and came in here to do the review, and it was like thing of like, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, the end of that game makes an impression that's not necessarily exactly. great. Exactly. And I remember, if you remember, I kept saying it felt like at times in like a PS3 game or a PS2 game, like an older game, and mm -hmm. one of them was the fact that like, hey, you've enjoyed playing it, now we're going to ram it down your throat here with this weird boss that you can cheese and do all this other stuff mm -hmm. and get annoyed with, and like, so the last, the last taste you have is annoyance, and that's what you remember. Mm -hmm. But like I said, you know, I think on the Gamescast after that, it was that I went home that weekend and I wanted to play more control and I did play more control and it's still I I joked around about it like uh it was on my uh holiday let's platinum this game uh, let's do it and <laughs> so when I platinum fallen order I booted up control and was right at a boss and I just went in there and got destroyed yeah. I'm like fuck I don't remember how to play this game <laughs> yeah. like I got to bail out and bounce and do but I still want to first. I still plan to go do it it's like it controls moment to moment so well right yeah. well, i remember it being like ballet when i was fighting and it had all my faculties about me of the dash the the hover the, the shoot you know yeah. grab the yeah rock shield blast it back friend. at people right it's like, like you're dancing through traffic in a weird way yeah 100 like, if you stop for a second you're gonna get hit so always keep moving always keep throwing rocks just like whatever you need because that's the way they built the system is even the guns, like there's a recharge on the reload, which, yeah. is, which means you should be throwing rocks. We want you to just keep doing things constantly. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not if you used all your power, right? There's a, it, that is that clever balance of, yeah, you're right, you have to keep moving, but if you overdo it, 
well, you're kind of screwed for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it, you're flying. And on top of that, right, like I thought it was just such a rich world where I did yes. pick up yeah. collectibles and it's the rare one where I pick up the collectible, stop, go in, read, yeah. the, read the file. Like, what did you find? What was this? I don't, event? like, I can't remember the plot to that game. It just, shit is bad, fix shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That is that game to me. And like, that's so amazing yeah. that I love to just, I want to just walk around <laughs> every department and control and like read all the letters. Yeah. Yeah. As I was playing, I was, part of me was wishing that there could be a control that was like a, a walking sim version, like the Assassin's Creed, like oh, sure. Explorer, yeah, yeah. yeah where I could just like, yeah, something like that, or like just a separate game. Because like I, I, I controls on my list also. I love Control. I think Control, like I, I don't want to give away where it's on my list, so I'm not going to say yeah. specifically. Like <laughs> those are the rules, yeah. man. Yes. Don't, don't um, mess it up. <laughs> I think Control is incredible. There are some things that I wish uh, it did better. Uh, being that, I think the way that it tackles action game, like being an action game and the way it tackles combat and all that stuff, I think is great. I think the story and the way it tackles world and the way it tackles collectibles and all that stuff, I think is, is expertly done. I think the way that some of that stuff melts sometimes can be uh, kind of, one element can be distracting from the other. Mm -hmm. Like it is, there's so much littered in the world and so much of it is, hey, stop and read this. Stop and yeah. read like this text or this uh, document and, and go through all this stuff, right? I'll give you a really good example. There's mm -hmm. an incinerator that like mm. that you have a mini game to just or not mini game but it's a side stuff. quest to, like burn yeah, some yeah. stuff throw, throw shit into and there's like a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. a tape recorder that like basically tells a story of hey this incinerator may be alive and it may be talking to people God, I but love like that stuff. you can't do the quest and listen to that at the same time you have yeah. to yep. stand next to it I'm like why did you guys make and it this way that's the thing that frustrates me so much well like, that's the thing that frustrated me so much while playing the game is that there was so much cool stuff scattered all around and so much of it you have to like stop and read uh, but like the <laughs> the thing that I love about the game. <laughs> Like, that was one of the things I loved about the game was, like, all that cool scattered around stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, stopping and reading it felt annoying when I just wanted to get into um, get into the action. Yeah. Right? I just wanted to fight things. Um, and so I do, I while I was playing it, I was like, man, if this could be a walking sim, this could be really <laughs> dope if I just walked around and read all these different stories about the facility. Yes. Or if it was, like, a control side <laughs> game that was just that, I'd be super into, into it. Um, but even so, like... The levitation stuff, the combat stuff, I thought was really fun. I thought they did a, uh, such a great job with that. Um, and yeah, overall, like I think the game is creatively just incredible. It yeah. had a great build to it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you know, when you get to chasing down the janitor, right, and then it starts to get really weird, and yeah. then to go to the ashtray maze and like fucking oh, really, yeah. literally, I oh, that was so one cool. of the. I think she puts in the Walkman headphones. I was gonna like say, I think it's the only time in Tim and I's friendship, tenured friendship, <laughs> where. As soon as it ended, I hit the share button and saved a clip and yeah. brought it to show him. Yeah. I'm like, I know you're not going to play this game deep enough. But when she's like, all right, let's do it. He high. puts on the headphones. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, yeah. this is awesome. Like, there are parts of that game that are so well. I was thinking, on, I was talking on Twitter the other day. Like, it's so good that they don't make every altered item like this world ending. Yeah, thing. you were talking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like some of them, they do contain eldritch gods <laughs> inside them. And some of them are just like, this lamp, or this balloon doesn't run out of helium. We don't know mm -hmm. why. <laughs> like this, 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 this duck is just following people around and quacking. Like yeah. we can't stop it. When you, like, that. when you yeah. see a thing where where you you read a memo and it's like you guys can't bring pencils in here anymore. Like stuff like that is like so good. Yeah. And then they pay off on that sort of thing later where they where you kind of figure out like okay this is why I can't bring yeah. this object into a, this building. A self replicating clock caused the shutdown of an entire department. Yeah, because like we just can't do anything about it. Like we're closing this area off. Or, like the fact that they brought in a whole. Um, like the, I, I, I forget what it, what, it, what it was. Like the um, garbage stump kind of kind of thing. Like you know where you mm. where you go and it's all the stars in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh yeah. yeah, like the black the black um, rock repository. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think they, if I remember correctly, 
story is very kind of weird. But I, th I think they brought that in from like a different location and they brought it into the facility so they could study it. Is that how that worked? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds yeah. right. Yeah. But like, there's even like small things of like <coughs> when you're learning about Jesse's backstory and like it's, they kind of subtly talk about how one of the friends just became like a melting dog. <laughs> and like it's stuff it's like really that, cool. like they never don't made explicit, but it's mm -hmm. really interesting to find out about this sort of stuff. And I'm really curious. Well, like I know the DLC is coming down the mm -hmm. line soon, and like there's that Alan Wake thing March too. March 26. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I really want to know what they're gonna do with all that. Because like when I found the Alan Wake Alan Wake note, mm -hmm. I was like, fuck, mm -hmm. this is really interesting. What is this leading to? It didn't lead yeah. to anything at the time. And I love how they dress everything in, in office culture too. Yes. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like it's bureaucratic, which is like what actually makes it the most interesting thing in the world. Yeah, that it's so fucking boring. Exactly, that. it's this mundane office doing yeah. extraordinary. Like right? the, one yeah. of the side quests, like the fr the fridge duty side quest, where mm -hmm. you're you're just like doing your thing, and you come across a dude that's just stuck in a room, and yeah. you're like, uh, "What are you doing in there?" He's like, "Oh, thank God you came by. I'm past with staring at this fridge, and nobody's come through it. to relieve me." He's and, dying. And he's like, "Can you please like talk to my supervisor? I need somebody to come and relieve me." And that side quest leads to a very crazy moment, which was like the first moment of the, in that game that I had. Where I was like, huh, this le this just led to like a whole just world altering yes. kind of thing. That like, was the first moment. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, was, it felt late. Yeah. Um, it is late, but I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. its game is so crazy from the get go. I yeah. thought, but that, that part is pretty. Wild. That, was, that was the part <laughs> where like it showed his cards the most of like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know this would happen from this thing. I love that one letter that was like, there seems to be something wrong with this plane, and so the guy's like, do you know how many parts are in a plane? Have you ever disassembled a plane? Because oh, I yeah. fucking do. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that sounds really like it. someone I know. Imran, what's your number four? <laughs> My number four is Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Mm. Uh, I think so on my list. It's a, it's a fan fucking tastic game that is a little weak around the edges, but the parts that they focused on the battle system is probably one of the best battle systems in an action yeah. game, in a 3D action game that I think I've ever seen. On real good. Because if if you try to play that game like Dark Souls you are probably going to have a very, very rough time trying to play it. Like, it's, you know, trying to get in there, take your swing, back off. It's like, oh, wait, this guy, I took my swing, but this guy is healing it while I'm waiting. So you have to go in there incredibly aggressively. And the game doesn't do a great job initially of teaching you how to do that because the, like, taking it like Dark Souls thing does kind of work out occasionally. So as you start playing through more and more, it's like, okay, this is like a hard, it is like climbing a ladder and at some point just a, Hatch slams down on you. Get better. And that fight, it's the Genjiro boss fight, which actually might be too fucking difficult. Like, in terms of balance, that game might just be too Genjiro? hard. Genjiro? Yes. I don't think so, actually. But it's so, because of what you're talking about. Dark Souls player had players had hard time because they had trouble adapting. Yes. I actually didn't play all those. And, dude, it clicked. And, actually, I just had a really I was lucky it took me like seven or eight tries. So, Charles France, Genjiro. I don't know why. The game is very hard, by the way. Yes. What was that? Gencharo? Is that his name? Genichiro. 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 Yes. Yeah. But like that, that boss fight in particular. Yes. That is so, that took me like <laughs> honestly, I probably spent like four or five hours just doing that fight. Yeah. Because it was like, learn this first phase. Okay. Learn this second phase. I'm doing fine. By the way, there's a third phase. Then there's that third phase, which is the part that I think is excessive. Because it's <laughs> like there is a mechanic to that that they've only literally told you about in text right before that. that and you easy. cannot. Okay, fuck Man, you. Fran, but the game professional is, by the way, streamer, Fran the, the, Mirabella. But the joke, Use the epic game code, Fran <laughs> Mirabella. <laughs> the joke here, the game is so tough. And I guarantee you, he slays certain enemies way better than I do. It just it happened to click with me on that one. I, I got lucky. But that, like, once you get past that, like, you start learning what the game wants from you. 
and it's demands like demands from you. Basically, yeah, it uh, just fucking demands from you. And there is a part of that game where the story. Okay, so I am going to spoil a second row thing here. I'm sorry, I can't. Can't avoid you just it. reference it for those who know what it is? But they don't know what it is, and I want yeah, to tell them about it. Yeah, all right. There is a part in that game where you're fighting an ape. And it's like, okay, this is just a weird ape. He has a sword stuck ape in it. Ape out crossover. <laughs> he has like a sword stuck in it, but like this ape is guarding something, so you have to get past him. You kill him. You, ta- like, you take the sword out of his neck and like slice off his head. Yeah. The enemy lying defeated, on the ground in yeah. front of you. The enemy defeated thing comes up. I, t- like, oh. I hit the screen cap. I'm like, finally, thank fucking God. Die, the you dirty ape. The is out of my hands. Without yeah, you do that in this game where you're like, you sit back, you're like, oh my god. Yes, because you're exhausted. <laughs> you are. The ape stands up headless, grabs the sword that was in his neck, and starts slashing you with it. <laughs> and the nub- a second boss fight for it. starts fu- uh, happening. And like, He's spewing blood out of his neck. It's like, holy shit, this is the most amazing fucking moment. But also, holy shit, I thought I was done. This is a hard boss fight. And... It starts telling you a bit more about the world that way. It never says, hey, things are, like, corpses are coming up. This is a problem. It kind of hints at that towards the, like, beginning oh. of the game. But, like, then it starts telling you there's a, a parasite in the world that yeah. is causing these issues. And that, like, you never even think about the name up until then. They die a ton. <laughs> That's fair. I didn't even think about that either. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's just most, it's this incredible moment that starts, like, shaping what, because it's not, it's no longer just, this is a Japanese samurai story. It's this is a Japanese folktale now yeah. that is like essentially leads you up into the upper echelons of heaven where this game is going to end, and it's like that's what these that's what these things are about now. And I that moment is probably like one of the best moments, not of only of the de- <laughs> the year, but of the generation the, for me. The the way they get I'm sorry, you, Kevin. yeah. See, I don't know why you spoiled that, but uh, the the way. <laughs> The way now we're no more spoilers. If you decided you're watching, you you know you were wondering. You gave him the I know wave. they didn't know why. You gave him the frown wave. It's but okay. uh, but another part about that moment is they teach you throughout the world that there's like potentially another uh, hit crit hit you gotta get. So very often you'll get like, that crit hit. Stab someone and you're like, got you. It's the death blow. Sorry. You do the death blow, but guess sometimes they have extra death blows, and you do the same thing where you're like, you know, you're like, yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden there's another red dot. You're like, Whoa! and you grab the controller, and you're used to that. This one does it. It's crazy the amount of time they put between. You know, when you you cl- you killed it, of course you did. They do everything to mislead you because it's a game that's known for uh, baiting you into these moments. So anyway, that's one of the many moments in this game, and I'll have more to say about it yeah. later. Yeah, like spoiling that one moment. Honestly, there's, yeah, there's so, so many, many more. more, and it's <laughs> wow. it's worth mentioning. There's so much more, but um, I will talk about it more later. What I will say is the uh, the honed edge that this game has. Oh, samurai! Of when, you know, when I think of a movie poster of just two samurais connecting weapons close up. And that feeling that you imagine that they have, that this game delivers on it, when you say it's like one of the absolute best combat games, you're right. It feels like, like a rhythm game, but it's, yeah. yeah. Almost no other game has this feel of like somebody's coming at you and you time it and you swoop and you lock together with your weapons and that feeling, even before you're striking again mm-hmm. and the repeat, like that tension that you feel is, it's amazing. That's why I like, many of my most favorite games have that uh, magic 
touch in the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I always use Mario as one of the best examples. Is when you know Mario uh, 64 came out, we probably underappreciated when he turns around and just the way the friction yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, and and all the Marios before did that actually. The coding that goes into t- how you turn around and slide, and of course the jumps that are beyond it. But it's hard to do that. Sekiro has it control. That's why I like that game so much. Mm-hmm. Also on my list, but the way they feel and certainly the the smell of the game. Yeah. But, uh, like the Mario is an interesting mention because like the reason Super Mario Maker works is because whatever you see in Mario, you know exactly how that's going to act and how Mario will react around it because you're so used to those kind of physics. Yeah. Like maybe it's not exactly the same, but like you know exactly what you're gonna do with those controls. For every second of Sekiro, by the time you get to the end of that game, it becomes such an intense part of your hands that like yeah. <laughs> the, the game basically comes down to muscle memory and reaction. And even someone is like, as I'm getting older, those things start getting worse. But like, as I'm seeing like the two frames of a blade, I know what's about to happen. Yeah. And I'm able to react to it in time. It's and incredible. It's, it is a rush that like, honestly, yeah, we talk games. about like Devil May Cry 5 as like a combat game. I think Sekiro is a actually better combat system. Oh, yeah. Like just, again, different uh, strokes. Like meaning they're, Different, different styles. Kinds of games. Action yeah, game, very like, different. But the feeling, the yeah. absolutely, is Devil May Cry is like how the, how can you get or how can how fast and stylishly can you destroy this enemy? Sekiro is like how can you basically fend off death long enough to yeah. kill them? And going from that that was the thing I went I love Fallen Order. Going back to it right after Sekiro, yeah. Of the again the feeling of connection, I was just like, oh my god, it's a world apart. I thought they actually, I was like, well, you know, I, I see the inspiration; it's pretty good. Fallen Order, but then I think going back to, to back, order. I was like, Sekiro's another world, man. Yeah, Fran, what's your number four? Death Stranding. Uh, that was a game I struggled with actually. Of how high do I want to place it? Actually, I have very high regard for the game. Uh, it just confused me almost actually of playing it and being like this is so weird but I love the terrain um, the terrain simulation you know I think yeah. I brought it up before the smell of that world is incredible uh, just the, the feeling of the, 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 the smell of the game things smell, are, man. you haven't heard it before it came up with Red Dead it's the atmospheric effect I've mm-hmm. never defined it by the way it is the atmospheric effect you get by looking at a game and feeling like you mm. live in that world you smell the yeah. moss and you it, do. The like weird Scandinavian like in America I, that they've got going. The what? The weird Scandinavian America. Yeah, it's something like that. But I feel like it? that even in, in, I'm mad that I'm in, in, enabling this, but I feel like even when you... <laughs> <laughs> you'll come like, around, you'll be using it before But you like know. when you move in the world, right? Like there's a, there's a feel to it. <laughs> you know? Same with like Red Dead, same with like other, I feel like similar games that you can kind of place yourself in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it is, it d- depends, but like when you look at Red Dead, you see just the atmospheric effect of light coming through trees and how real it is despite the fact it's not pure 4K, you know, beautiful graphics, but it just... Man, they nail it. But anyway, uh, so th- what part of it was that. Uh, I love the idea of just like trying to get to the top of this mountain. It's such a simple concept. Totally. And you realize early on, I always love games like this. I just want to get to the top of that mountain. It looks so far away. And you, it's so hard, by the way, in the beginning. You're like, I didn't even try to do anything like that. Because I was like, I will die. I'm going to lose my cargo. I don't want to do it. The feeling of survival and the terror of like, I've just got to carry this stuff from point A to point B. People talk about it and joke about it as a you know, Amazon Prime delivery game or a FedEx game, and it pisses me off, by the way. It's an I think AMC it's the, the Ride game. And by the way, if you said it, it's not a big deal. What? AMC The Ride, the game. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's an advertisement for AMC <laughs> yes, The Ride. I know. But it, it actually, it pisses me off because it undercuts how... <clears throat> I think you're undercutting Amazon <laughs> delivery. <guys. laughs> no. 
it's not a game about delivering stuff. It's not at all. I mean, it's about not even referencing the story. Mm. All right. Yeah, but like, that's reconnect like, America. You do carry stuff from point A to point B, but if we broke about the bridges down, we made along the way, <laughs> yeah. But but anyway. I, it's on my list, obviously too. Uh, I I adore this game. It's a game that is so I agree, weird and polarizing and everything else. But for me, I always go back to it's so relaxing. It is so zen. Like I, hmm. when I woke up super hungover on uh, New Year's Day, I was, I was with Jen. I'm like. I feel like some Death Stranding right now. Just chill out, mellow That's out, crazy. sit it's there not, and do it. Not Zen for me. Well, it's because you're not good at games. I'm you know? so <laughs> anxious playing the game. That's what I like about it. I like fucking. That's what I disliked about it actually. Is like I've never felt like it was Zen enough. Because I, I was like, okay, well, I'm walking into BT territory. This suddenly becomes a different game for me now. Yeah. Yeah, and there's absolutely a bunch of things that I would talk about changing. I'm not going to get into, but uh, dude, the game delivered. Um, even just <laughs> balancing, yeah, exactly. The the balancing of your cargo again seems like a simple thing. It's not. In it's terms the of gameplay. How, yeah, how precise they did that, but then ultimately it is the upgrade system, and you learn where you can get certain upgrades. Get your that, metal legs. That's what gets <laughs> interesting. Is you you like, ooh, I want that upgrade. Where did I get that from? And you actually have to traverse back. Yeah. Go, and that's a path that you decide to take. You can go through like the whole game and not even use certain upgrades or get certain trucks and not even start to talk to people yeah and then also you know the thing that maybe deserves mentioning above all that's still flying under the radar that i feel like they needed an end game for i had talked about it before and i talked joked with greg i'm like is there gonna be a patch and he's like you know you almost spit his coffee yeah it's like it's not ever happening friend like come on they're so (sighs) close but like in the end game like i kind of want to deliver more stuff and have them you know add more things to the world and but the social stranding element. Yes. The, the, the multiplayer is probably the most interesting thing about this game. Believe it or not, as silly as the name sounded, and you know it was easy to, to harp on, once I finally understood this like system, and I've talked like. about this on past shows, like. of past shows where you put up a ladder and you're like, cool, you know. And then I see someone else's ladder, eh, cool. And then somebody likes your ladder. And whoa, wait a second. That completely changed the way I think about how I put a ladder down. The, the fact that they were able to do something so it's true. No, you, totally, totally. You're, you're right. Like, you're right. The ladder smell. Is Greg gonna like am I gonna get likes for this? And then the commentary on like where we're at socially with what we do, and we take a moment out of our day to be like, I wonder if the internet will like this. And R.I.P. Captain the, There's a lot going on there that actually I really thought about even moving it up higher, but uh, I'm really into a lot of this other gameplay that I have on my list. But man, just stranding. Yeah. I think it, would pro- it would probably probably be also on my list if uh, I was scheming like Greg. <laughs> you should have been scheming. You know what you're dealing with. My number five, but what's okay. your number four, Bless? Uh My number four is that's a good question. I believe. Let me unlock my phone. Look at it real quick. Resident Evil Two. Hey, yeah, uh, I love that game. Uh, we've already talked about it, so I don't have to get too super into it. But I think uh, I'm with you that I think it kind of got overlooked a bit because it was a remake. Uh, but if this is like a brand new game, which I feel like it should very well be treated like, like a brand new game, I think we would see it win more awards, maybe. But um, absolutely love the game. I think the graphics are amazing. I think the, the the design of the world, of course, like I've not played the original Resident Evil 2, so I don't know how much of it is similar as far as like the puzzle solving and all that stuff. I can't imagine it's... Oh, that's actually awesome. I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Have you played Resident Evil's before of this type? Like three I or not really? tried playing okay, I four, but I, mm. I tried playing it like, I guess too late because it just know. didn't feel like it I, aged super well. I feel like it holds up, but like probably... It's a different type of game. Yeah, it, it is different type. So yeah, what did you yeah. think about the whole like you know how the items work and the map? I mean, for me, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I get why people look back at Resident Evil and are, and are like, oh yeah, Resident Evil Four, one of the greatest games of all time. Resident Evil Two, I, I feel like I I understand why people uh, make those proclamations now. 
because like playing through this game, I thought the design was incredible. I thought the the fear was there. I I really enjoyed the combat. I really enjoyed all like all the elements of this game. I thought it worked super well. How does it smell? Uh, pretty nasty. <laughs> 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 it smells no, horrible. Rotting the smell flesh. of RE2 is fantastic. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I feel like that is yeah, probably amazing. it's it's, it's greatest amazing. Feat, is yeah. that it it nails that the aesthetic and the the world. Mm-hmm. But he's on board the smell for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> My number four is Gears 5. Hey. I, I'm really happy to hear that. Uh, I cannot believe that a, a Game Pass game that like I look at as free is as high quality as this. Yeah. And I know that, that's, that it's not free. I know that you pay for Game Pass. But it is, to me, the example of why Xbox has such a leg up going into next gen. Uh, they are investing in this yeah. platform and they are investing in not just games like Cuphead that I love so much, yeah. but uh, in these giant AAA first party titles that are, are building um, giant worlds and you know continuing these giant franchises in a way that uh, doesn't feel second tier, doesn't feel like, well, we just got to put something out because we need to. This yeah. feels like an, a, a rival to an Uncharted game. I don't think it goes quite as far as I personally would have liked it to mm-hmm. and on the narrative side of making the campaign feel like something that I need to recommend to everyone to play. But from the beginning to end, I had a blast with the story. I thought that the story was fun and awesome and the characters were great. I cared and I don't care about Gears. Yeah. I, I haven't played all of them. I don't think I've ever beat a Gears until this one. Which is super weird because like Gears 4 was the opposite of that. Gears 4 was, hey, we're just doing Gears again. This is a new generation, but literally we're bringing Marcus back. We're like, the, mostly the same group. The characters who are new are basically the same as the old group. This game feels a lot more unafraid of willing to go like, hey, we want to explore a case story. We want to explore the, what this war is doing to people and not just the people, like the combatants inside it. And I think it did a great job of setting up the the past of just like, hey, uh, here's the world of Gears. Here are the characters you need to know. Here's how they're related. Go. Mm-hmm. You're playing as this character. We're going to introduce you to some new mechanics, and then we're going to switch you over immediately. And it never feels jarring. It always feels like I, I get where we're going in the story. Anytime we move to a new location, I understand why it's happening. It doesn't just kind of feel like... Um, set piece for set piece sake. Sure. Every like big moment feels earned, and like there was the one moment uh, in the theater that is awesome. Where I'm like, this is something unique that I've never <laughs> seen in video games before. Where it's like it's an audio visual trip that feels like a hype moment, similar to what you're talking about with control. Um, and that's why I play video games is these things that I'm not expecting. You're playing a shooting game. You're just like kind of going through, kind of going through the, the paces of like, all right, monster closet, move on, cutscene, move on, whatever it is, maybe a little vehicle section. Getting to that, it's like, oh, this is special. This mm-hmm. isn't just a copy and paste um, shooter That's action so tight, game, right? And it's so tight. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's crazy. Good, um, and I love that there's PC. moments where mm-hmm. it just slows down and it does the thing that I know some people hate. I love, let's not let you move at full pace. You're just going to walk and you're going to be with characters and mm-hmm. we're going to talk and we're going to build the world out, but it's not going to last too long. Yeah, they And we're only going to do this every once in a while to like really like make the next moment that's coming up feel that much more impactful. We're going to walk and talk inside the like the carcass of this giant snake thing oh, and like man. the way that the, the camera allows you to look up and see the world, you take it in. And it, I, I really think that the, the, it didn't get enough love this year. Like I, yeah. I feel like it's kind of everyone's just moving forward. And that sucks, especially for it being a, a Game Pass game. And that's something that I kind of worry about. Is maybe this will work in the opposite way where it feels disposable because every game feels like, well, there's 10 different things I can watch at once. Yeah. I don't blame Game Pass for that. I blame the five for that. I feel yeah. like as you sequelize these games and you start sequelizing a not great, not uh, Gears 4, not a bad game, but I mean not a game that was like a standout, holy shit, Gears is back game. Yeah. It reminds me so much of Killzone, 
where by the time you got to Shadowfall, it's like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Like, Shadowfall could be the greatest thing on earth. Nobody's going to pay attention to it. But this reminds me of something that we talk about a lot, especially in the last couple months on the entertainment side of things, of the difference between Netflix binge style <laughs> releases or The Mandalorian, where The Mandalorian, sure, the quality might not have been 10 out of 10 for everybody, but it dominated conversation sure. for two months. Mm -hmm. yeah. Whereas, you Witcher. Know, uh, Witcher. Yeah. It's over. It's already over, right? It yeah. had its weekend. And uh, I, I wonder. Oh, what that released game... all at once. Yeah, yeah. that's what. It is. And I wonder what Game Pass like is going to do for for that hmm. for for big giant games. Yeah, and if that it's would be interesting to see I... things gated a bit more. Uh, is that what you're getting at? For no, I'm just saying that I wonder if you know. I'm excited to see these giant AAA games being available on Game Pass, but I wonder if at some point that's going to like the conversation is coming yeah. and going yeah. pretty quickly. It, it does feel like more disposable because of that. Yeah, yep. which is like I. Honestly, I don't think about Gears 5. I enjoyed the game, but I don't think about it that often. And I wonder if, like, had I spent 60 bucks on it, had I, like, had it just been yeah. this big event, then, like, would it be different? And maybe it would have. I feel, I feel like Outer Worlds lasted a bit, little bit longer than Gears, but I still feel like it did have that effect with Outer Worlds for me, where I played Outer Worlds on, on Game Pass, uh, beat it, enjoyed it fine. I didn't love it as much as I think a lot of other people loved it, but um, I thought it was cool. Bounced off, and I just didn't think about that game again because I didn't. I didn't pay money money for it. You know, it's not even on my dashboard anymore. Like, you know, it's a game that I feel like we all kind of played together at the same time for the same week, and then we didn't really think about it until award season came came through, and then we talked about it again. But I don't. I feel like at this point, you know, it's kind of coming on. Mm -hmm. I think it's more the games. I, I mean, I get that there's some influence, but you know, pick one of your like. If Control was you know a Game Pass game, would you be saying that? About I don't know. I try. We'll I see. I, I think that like let's that? look at it. Like, that seems odd to and, me. I mean, two I, years from now, yeah. I think we'll really know. Like I going think, into next gen and really when seeing what Game Pass is when we have Halo Infinite on it, right? Like what will that have looked yeah. like? A year yeah, culturally, we're still we're still figuring that sort of thing out. Yeah, and it's still new, so I don't know how we're going to react to it. And I think counter to this point, Outer Wilds was on Game Pass, and I feel like the conversation around Outer Wilds has lasted the whole year mm -hmm. and that might be the opposite thing of yeah. it being a low-key game people discovering it and it being easily accessible so that people can jump in, into it easily throughout the year might have actually let that game last longer as yeah. opposed to a triple a game where people are everybody knows what gears is everybody knows what outer worlds is everybody plays it at the same time everybody's like okay cool i liked it or i didn't like it or i thought it was amazing or i thought it was all right like people form their opinion after they play it and then kind of bounce off of it mm -hmm. as opposed to mm -hmm. uh outer world or outer wilds or like honestly outer worlds too like yeah, games like outer like Game Pass is kind of making those two kinds of games meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. So it's like elevating games like Outer Wilds, but also like a little diminishing to games like Gears of War Five mm -hmm. or Gears Five. Oh, if that's the problem, or not. it's so weird to hear to me. But I mean, yeah, we're, we'll see we'll how see. it all oh, goes. It's out. too yeah. easy to play. Got, the like opposite it. side of it. See what happens with Halo Infinite. My, yeah. It's on my list because it's on Game Pass and because it is, I think, such an important move for Microsoft to make. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All I wanted to say very shortly was I. They thought the exact same thing. The Gears Five, I think, and the many years of marketing and like it it's needed that, that full on. Like, frankly, the first thing I thought of was like, man, if it almost just launched this year, you know, as a full next gen title, but was called Gears something, I think it would have gotten a lot more Maybe attention. Gears. Is that thing where I've a ton of money for it? I've gotten, I've gotten excited for Gears before and then turned it on and be like, oh, it's more Gears. You know what I mean? So that's just where I am. I'm not a Gears guy. So Gears Five, I've heard great things. I, I, you know, in XCloud, it was I jumped in and did it. I was like, oh man, you know, first off, XCloud's working really well, and secondly, like this seems cool. But it's just like that. I totally forgot about it when I got home for the games I need to play. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, Gears Five, I need to jump into. Yeah, Greg. 
Number three. Number three. Number well, now it starts moving, no, right? Move. Mine's Death Stranding. It's everything we've just talked about. It's got a great smell to it, as Fran says. Uh, I love it. I think it's relaxing. I think it's zen. I can't wait to get back to more of it. Like, it's a cool, zen. weird game. Did you ever go back many, like a month or two after you beat it? No. Okay. That was my plan for break, but then I got caught up in other things. Yeah. I, I logged in for some likes, yeah. actually. Likes. and And then did a couple things. And yeah, it's got, it was a little more zen, yeah, coming back yeah. that long. How do you guys feel about that game narratively? In terms of what the story was? Yeah, like, did you... when? Because all the praise we've been giving Death Stranding so far has been about mechanics. I'm just curious, does anyone, like, unabashedly like the story? I enjoyed the, where is this fucking going? You know what I mean? I thought I thought the performances were really good. I thought Mads' character was really good. Uh, it, like, the whole thing, you know, in the beach and... All right, what's... I don't want, I don't want any spoilers. Oh, right, yeah, sorry. Yeah, great yeah. point, great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, just, I, I enjoyed the ride, but it's definitely now, what, months after beating it, I'm like... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, wait, uh, that was what was her name? And she, wait, uh, you know, her name was probably Bridge or Beach related. Exactly. It was <laughs> Amelie. It was exactly. Amelie. She was great. Bridget. <laughs> Bridget. Amelie sounds Mama. like America. Oh man, they bring this up. Sam Porter Bridges. He's a porter <laughs> for Bridges. That's you know, right. I guess that's thing you will get there. There is like literally people will say their names and then everything's say, on the nose. Here's the thing. So far, I, I. I like that kind of that kind of stuff. I like how stupid it yeah, is. That's Kojima, man. One I, guy says, "I'm Cliff. I'm an obstruction. You're a bridge. You're a bridge around." Like it's oh, literally man. those kinds of lines. Well, we're not gonna get into it because I don't want to be like yeah. super negative about mm. Death Stranding. I like, enjoyed the ride. Yes. Is the answer okay. for the riding? I enjoyed the ride, and then looking back and thinking about it, I haven't really done that. Yeah. I, I, think, well, <laughs> I think I think it's like what you're talking about, right? Of like beating a game and then it's like done, out of mind. Like outer mm. outer worlds for me was definitely that, right? Of just mm. like done, boom, coon. I enjoy. I didn't enjoy the ride of Outer Worlds overall. Mm. I enjoyed the ride of Death Stranding, and when it finished, it was great. But like, yeah, now months later, it is like. <sighs> Wait, what was the thing? But I remember the interactions, right? I remember Mads and uh, 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 Norman. <laughs> like, I, I like them. I was worried it wasn't going to make any sense based on all the marketing and just Kojima's history beforehand, but I was surprised at actually how the core of the story is very straightforward. It's very in your face. Yeah, yeah but the, I liked that about it because I'm not, like, when you guys were talking about control, I was like, dang, man. It, part of it's just the way I play, but part of it when I'm streaming, I, I'm not taking the time. And hearing some of this, I was like, some of these stories are hilarious. And yeah. I missed out on yeah. that. Um, I do think that Death Stranding actually has some, it's got some, I don't know, there's some deep symbolic stuff in there. And actually, what I liked above all was cin cinematic references that they put in there. You know, obviously Apocalypse Now with Cliff and stuff like that. But there's some really cool stuff. I really liked Heartman. In this cinematic. Thing, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. A couple of characters that I think are good. Yeah. yeah. And the performances, like you said, actually are really good. I think it's, because it's Kojima, you kind of already, you're like, well, of course these people are in it. But actually, holy crap, look at this cast and the performances. But um, Troy I, Baker, I enjoyed dude. it. Troy Baker fucking kills him. I mean, I'm, I'm only on, in chapter five. And so far, I'd say I'm very engaged with the story. Like, when it's all said and done, and even right now, I don't know if I would say, like, it's an amazing story by any means. But I find myself more into it than like most video game stories like even if i compare it to control right like the thing that i love about control is all the stuff around the story right like picking up the collectibles learning more about the facil facility mm -hmm. but the actual like plot of uh jesse faden and her brother and like stuff that's going on with her i didn't really care about that much yeah in that. a way where like death stranding so far with the main narrative like 
I'm into it. I'm curious to see, like, okay, who is Higgs? Like, okay, cool. I, that the stuff they did with um, Fragile so far in, tra- in Fragile's chapter, I thought was pretty interesting. Fragile. Remember, like, she's fragile, or fragile, but not no, fragile. fragile which is whatever. Not that line read is different every single time. I don't so know. What I think I've heard it twice. <laughs> Eat your before. floating grubs, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Troy so, far, is so like, good. So far, I'm very engaged and interested in everything that's going on in a way that I'm not really for a lot of game stories. I like that comparison because Control does so much with the world in the books and things around and certainly there's conversation but like a lot of it's in the paper you know whereas uh, Death Stranding is super in your face with a Mm -hmm. ton of cutscene time cutscene time which to its credit, yeah. it's easy again to look at it and be like, well, of course, Kojima, but look yeah. at other games for the year. I don't know how many games have that many performances, cinematic story. So it's it's pretty cool if you can get into the, the wild presentation. I will story. say, I, so far in Death Stranding, I've probably seen the worst video game cutscene I've ever seen in my life, all, and also like probably one of the coolest. Yeah. Where, like, as far as the worst one, the whole um, marriage thing. I don't know if you guys got to this one. Sure. Where yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, carry yeah. The, you carry the girl back to the dude. Oh, and, yeah. It looks yeah. like they're not even in the same room. Like, it, it, the way they act at each other, it oh, seems like... Oh, yeah, like, the way they act yeah. yeah. Oh, man. The acting is so horrible. That was just a side pro- story. Some of the, it was a, it was a side like, thing. But it's like, it's a main thing you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's part, yeah, it's part of the main Actually, that is true. It's quest. not just a side yeah, As much as it is a side, th- side thing, but it, it was terrible. Um, but <laughs> well, that it said... It goes places, too. Like that, You're not done oh, with dude, that. I just, no. I just got a follow-up message about it, and I'm so just that, like, all right. So that's <laughs> one of those things about Death Stranding's writing is that all of those emails have the same voice. Mm-hmm. They all had the same mm-hmm. writing voice. I'm like, I'm not a good, good writer or anything, but like mm-hmm. when I read that, I'm like, why is this all written by the same person? Mm-hmm. Like, and they all—they're all using like emojis. Yeah, like yeah. imagine if you well, watched. It's part of the social. It is, yeah. it is part of. If the, you watched Little thing, Women, yeah. every single one of the daughters like, sounded the same. Like mm-hmm. that's what Death Stranding's emails kind of come off like. Hmm. What's your number three? My number three, speaking of great narratives, is Life is Strange Two. Yay! I so I think Greg and I have talked about this. We sat down with Don't Not a couple of weeks ago about it, but like everyone ignored that game because. It, the first episode released in September 2018. The last episode released in December, this past December. So they had a over a year of releasing episodes and long delays, so nobody really paid that much attention. But the actual game surpasses the original Life is Strange in almost every single way. Really? Yes. So I, the, the original Life is Strange, and Before the Storm, but I'm, I'm going to say the original Life is Strange is probably one of my favorite games this decade. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really like the first episode of Life Strange too, but I feel like if I play, judging from what people have said over the course of time, I feel like if I played the rest, I might get way more into it. I it's think a, that yeah, yeah. Oh, so go it's for a it. long character arc. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. with Life is Strange one, you have Max, who is a relative, like she's a nerdy little girl, but she is like the a relatively good person, like a mm-hmm. not whiny. You have Chloe for all that like yeah, yeah, empty yeah. rebellion bullshit. With Life is Strange 2, you're playing as Chloe, basically. Huh. Like, you are, okay. the, you are the teenager that has the, is raging at the world and has a very good reason to it at some point. Mm-hmm. But then, like, it starts giving you more of an arc of you learning and how you're taking care of, like, you play as, God, refresh me on the name, Greg. Uh, sh- uh, it's Sean. Daniel and Sean. Daniel and Sean. So you're, you play as Sean, mm-hmm. and you're trying to, like, basically raise your little brother. And how you raise him reflects the reflects the way the story plays out in a little play. So it becomes this thing of, do I want to be a good person or do I want to actually succumb to the rage that the world is justifiable, that, I, that is justified by the way the world is treating me? And it, like, it sets it up and it gets a surprisingly like, subtle, not subtle, but uh, 
surprisingly well-formed background of, hey, this is Trump's America right now. Mm -hmm. What are two Hispanic children, like, coming from Seattle to Mexico going to face along the way? And a lot of it, like, is, is subtle of, okay, well, they see white grandparents, so they're people get a little suspicious when they see that. Mm -hmm. They see, like, these white people with, like, Hispanic kids with, with them. It's like, are they taking advantage of them somehow? Are the kids, like, more thuggy than, like, they would otherwise be? So it's that kind of thing, and I don't want to go into spoilers for yeah, this yeah. either, but the game goes really dramatic in fantastic places. Mm. And then because there's such a long gap between episodes, when you start the next episode, it's like, oh, a lot of things have happened in the meantime. Oh, so each episode there's been time. Like there's time been a passed. real time gap of huh. usually a couple of months. Interesting. So okay, they're growing as you play. Yeah. Huh. So like it, it the, that game does take place over like a year and a half, and as you go through it, like, okay, I'm discovering what happened in the meantime, and people I like really liked have disappeared from the story, and they're living their own lives, and I have to move on, knowing what they did for me and to me. Mm -hmm. And Life is Strange 2 managed to encapsulate that a lot better than Life is Strange 1 did. And it also, it after the first episode, it mostly avoids that thing that Life is Strange 1 had the problem with of they could not write teenagers very well in that first game. And it was a, like really awkward writing for a lot of, like the tasty You don't think plasma. teenagers use the word hella all the time? They no. do, guys. Come on. They only do in certain parts of California <laughs> I, in the 90s. I was going to say, in, in like, that, they got so much shit for that that they went and retconned it in Before the Storm. Yes. <laughs> like, here's where she learned hella, everybody. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but, like, they do a good job of actually writing these characters. Daniel sounds like a kid. Like, there's, like, you played the first episode, right? Yeah, there, yeah. There are parts where he's just constantly talking about Minecraft to the point where mm -hmm. it's annoying, but that's what a kid that age would do, mm -hmm. is he would see everything through that Minecraft lens, and then Dan, or, uh, Sean, Sean talks, <laughs> it's like, Sean's game reference is The Last of Us, because uh -huh. that's what he plays, that's, what, like, huh. that's the kind of game he would do. Mm -hmm. So they managed to, like, actually work it in a lot better and make those, like, make the writing a lot more natural. Yeah. Hmm. I like the Seth Rogen character in episode one. Not really Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah the yeah. writer at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he was I, he was my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, I, uh, I adore Life is Strange too. Um, and I think it does such a great job of putting you in somebody else's shoes. Like, to, to be at the end literally where, I, uh, you know, I, I didn't have in Life is Strange one of, you get the choice and I'm like, well, I would do this. But I'm like, I literally was like, well, dude, I'm like, oh, wait. That's what I would do. 37-year-old mm -hmm. white Greg Miller. I'd go talk to the cops right away. <laughs> These guys who have had everything go wrong when they talk to police, maybe they shouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's the power of it. Hmm. Fran, number three. Number three was, I want to make sure I got it right. I know what it is, but prone <laughs> to mistakes. You know it, it was control. Um, hey, I know yeah. that's already been talked about a lot. Um, but again, just to reinforce what I said. The feeling when you, what surprised me so much was the physics, uh, the gameplay element of like, holy crap. It starts with like unlimited force powers almost. You know, you get mm -hmm. to see something in control that you always watch and you're like, why do they run out of their Jedi force meter? How does that work? You know? I actually I'm think sure it works, does the force but... thing better than force or Jedi Fallen Order. Some people said that because I think of the unlimited power, you know, yes. but you feel like a god by the end of that. But game. yeah, you know, I'm always watching Star Wars. I'm like, why don't you just pick that up and throw it at him? And <laughs> you know, we were talking, Gary was talking on Twitter. Why don't you just turn the lightsaber off of your mind? And why don't all they sorts force left out of the sand pit? But in, in, yeah, in control, uh, you start with just learning 
some first abilities of picking stuff up and throwing it, but just the feeling of that is so well done. This rubber band, feeling your hands moving, the, there's a distance between the yeah. object and there's all these graphical effects that play into it. It's just gorgeous and, and you throw it at the desk and papers explode everywhere. Just, it becomes that, you know when you played a, a really cool tech demo for the first time, you know, or they show that at E3, you're like, oh, that's really cool. Like, this game does that at a base. Did, then, did you play this game with ray tracing on? Yes, I did. Yeah, Holy I played shit, on PC. the difference that makes. Yeah, 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 You know what's funny? Like, on PC... I think it already looks good. I didn't notice huge differences at certain moments. So I went back and I, I tried a console version and like oh yeah, the consoles just uh, not even perfor- performance aside. Like there's certain things of in control on the PC with ray tracing on. Like you're looking at a framed picture of Jesse as a director and you can see movement behind you in the right. reflection. You see like those kind of things. Reflection. It makes huh. it feel like a real world yeah. thing. But surprisingly, even without ray tracing, you, they put a lot of that in um, on object maps and other things. I mm-hmm. think, but. Um, but anyway, it's beautiful, but what I want to say is, uh, yeah, I played on PC, and as your powers progress, and the fact they mix in the gunplay, that was the part I didn't get to before, is not only do you have these really cool powers and time dilation and all this stuff, um, you're able to shoot in between, like you're saying, and I actually played the game on mouse and keyboard, and wow, what a ride. Loved being able to precisely aim, um, and on top of it, you know, the game's got mods in it that you can grind for up to tier five and like scratching all all the right places when Making it comes it to Fran. Fran's game. <laughs> so it's such a beautiful game, but I went in and had these awesome powers and you just appreciate it all, but then to be able to strategize how I play with my mod loadout on top of it, you didn't have to. I think that, uh, I don't know if anybody at the table just was like, I don't know, I slotted in some stuff, I didn't worry about it too much. Yeah. I definitely got into like, no, I'm dashing, that's how I play. I'm skipping out on my melee tree. It, melees are awesome. I actually never powered it up all the way, but like you have to play up close if you do that and play with different guns, and I, the fact that it has that on top of all the other stuff was, was really cool. Bless. And the ashtray maze, duh. Oh, my God, yeah. Just number three? Uh, my number three is control, also. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing I was going to say uh, earlier in the episode about where it's at on my list is that control should probably be my number one. Um, mm. But I think that uh, along with what I was kind of, what I was kind of saying about the action and the narrative elements kind of clashing for me, uh, you know, there are some things about the game that I feel like kind of keep it from being my number one, uh, such as how it runs. Uh, I played on PS4 on a base PS4, yeah. and that game runs terribly. Yeah, like every time I unpause the game, yep. it takes seconds to like get back to. I just that on pro. It does that on pro, and it still does. I thought yeah, that it I, still when, does. I, when we reviewed it, and they were like, "Oh, there's patches coming for improvement." I was like, "Oh, great!" And then started up this you know, past week. Mm. And do it, and I was like, "That's still there." Wow. Yeah. And when I was first playing, like it was so bad when I was first playing that I would bring up the map, and I just wouldn't be able to see anything. And and for like probably like a good couple hours, my first couple hours in the game, I didn't realize there was a map because whenever I'll bring it up, it just wouldn't load in. It would take like (laughs) (laughs) it would take like maybe like a good forty five seconds to a minute to just like load everything in. And they patched like they they patched the game to kind of fix that. But still, like when I bring up my map. Uh, now it doesn't take like 45 seconds, but it still takes like a couple That's seconds a to kind of pop, pop in. in and populate yeah. uh, and for me to figure out like where I'm at. And so for a good, there was a good uh, amount of the game I played and I just didn't know like how to navigate or where I was because like in those first hours I didn't realize like, oh, the map actually works this way. Like the map isn't, I thought, 
I thought it was a different mechanic. Like I thought I had to unlock the map as I go. As I go, <laughs> really the map was just black and it was just loading everything in. Whoops. Um, so that was frustrating. The pause, pause screen thing of unpausing that was frustrating. And mm. um, when when it's a lot of things would happen at the same time during like slow combat, down. yeah, it gets slowed down. Um, but still number three though. Yeah, still number three. Hey man, great game for me. Needed to go through all that yeah. and still be like I think, right there in that meaty part of the top five. I think creatively, <laughs> creatively control is game of the year. Like I think, mm-hmm. as far as like what it's doing, creative vision. You mean? The, yeah, the creative vision. The like, I think it has the art style of the year, right? Like I think, right. as far as as far as all the visual elements, like the 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 bodies floating in the air, the the hiss sounds, yeah. the uh, yes. design of like the enemies in like. I, I don't know what they're called, like the the ball, the silver ball thing that yeah. you yes. just have to like shoot and that would, um, I forget how that warps affects enemies, around. but the yeah, I think that warps around. Until you finally uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it was a pain. Sometimes. All that stuff I thought was super cool, uh, Fridge Duty, like all, there's so much in that game creatively that I think works so well and that I, I want to see more games do because I think that's the thing that's special about video games, right, is that uh, you could tell a story through environment. You can tell a story by just like walking around, r- walking around this facility, looking around and, and kind of seeing what's happening, right? Reading what's happening, looking and, and kind of uh, figuring things out. Like, that's the thing that only video games can do. And I think Control does that better than I've seen a lot of video games do that. Like, Control is extre- super well uh, uh, put together as far mm-hmm. as that. Um, and as far as, like, the combat and action, all that stuff, I think it's super fun. But, uh, yeah, it, it gets bogged down uh, by how much, by how badly it, 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 it yeah. ran for me on console, um, on, console on my base PS4, which also seems not, not to run well on uh, PS4 Pro either. Um, and like, I think, you know, some of the story elements there, as far as the main story didn't grab me. I didn't fall in love with that main story. Mm. Um, and yeah, the way the action and narrative kind of interact don't necessarily do it for me. But even with all that being the case, still number three for me, because I think what all the things they do right, I think are things that are innovative. Like, I think there are things that, like other developers should be looking at and figuring out like okay how do we how do we tell how do we convey a world this cool yeah. right and so i love yeah. the way the board talks to you like the like says one thing and then like oh, the other yeah. kind of thing wait like my favorite one was kill like it was supposed to be kill all these enemies it says like kill slash video game these enemies yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah i also want to point out one reason it actually was higher on my list than all these other honorable mentions and some other games is also because of what has already come out you know there was a little bit of an end game mode that you can play but the fact that i know there's dlc coming even though i know that i'm not judging it based on that but meaning knowing it's a growing world still mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. It, it the fact that it had some end game was really important to me like like i said with death stranding it's just as far as I know, there won't be anything else. So uh, there was Christmas hats. Was there really? Sand hats on everybody. Yeah. So you got to log in so for your birthday. <laughs> I had no idea. Tim, what's your number My three? number three is Devil May Cry 5. Oh. Oh. DMC 5 straight up rocks, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always loved the Devil May Cry franchise, even in its lows, even with the two. You know what I mean? Uh, loved Demon it less. Um, but I, you know, coming off of four, I, there were so many elements of the game that I loved, and specifically the character of Nero. I really enjoyed him, and I didn't like the backtracking that the, that game had. Mm-hmm. Going into DMC, uh, the reboot, whatever mm-hmm. it was, elements of the gameplay were great. I didn't like the overall vibe of that game, though. Yeah. DMC Five to me is is a game that I, I can't believe actually exists. I can't believe that <laughs> this mm-hmm. game is the sequel to. The original Devil May Cry games, taking all of the elements that I love so much and putting them together in a, a game that feels well paced. I never thought we'd get another DMC that felt well paced again. When you play as Nero in the beginning, you feel how you're supposed to. Having the Devil Bringer arm and all that stuff, it just it's it's so so tight where every single action you're making, you're responsible for, and it feels cool. 
This game makes you feel cool. Like that is the goal of the game and it, it totally succeeds. Introducing the character of V, so wildly different than anybody we've seen yes. in, in Devil May Cry before, yeah. but still having to be fun uh, and making the gameplay different, but it always just broke up what you were doing just enough and for just long enough to make you want to go back to what you were doing, but by the time you're doing the next thing, you want to go back to that. And like that to me is the gameplay loop that I, I love from these type of games. And it all builds up to you playing as Dante. And when you get Dante back and are able to use all the different gameplay styles and switch on the fly, you feel like a fucking badass. And when you're a fucking badass that can switch between slash you with a sword, jump back, shoot you with the guns, slash onto a motorcycle, pull the motorcycle oh in half, yeah. and use the motorcycle as like gauntlets. Yeah. Dude. Hype. Fuck yeah. And like that to me is like <clears throat> 60% through the game. <laughs> After that 60%, it just ramps up of like, cool, now that all these pieces are on the board, let's just go fucking crazy. Let's go all yeah. anime. And when you build towards those final moments we were talking about earlier, it's just pure Devil May Cry fan service. It's like, what do we want to see with characters, whatever, spoilers, mm -hmm. you guys can figure it out. Mm -hmm. And they totally fucking delivered to a point where the way this game ends, I'm just like, we can never get another Devil May Cry and I'm gonna be happy just knowing where this one ended. But if we get another one, let's fucking go, baby. We're going good places. It's super weird there was not DLC for that game. Like, it seems right for it. There are, as we've alluded to, characters that seem like they have entire movesets that should be playable and just aren't. Like, is he working? I kind of love it, man. <laughs> I kind of love it. I will it. say, like, one of the things I loved about V is that his entire moveset just really obscure yeah. Devil May Cry 1 references. Yeah. Because, like, all those enemies are, like, his all familiars are enemies in Devil May Cry 1. So, like, there's a move where V stands on top of the, like, pin needle thing that comes out of the, the panther. That is a very obscure thing where if you jumped on top of that as Dante in one frame and then hit, like, use the sword, it is a one-hit kill. That's hilarious. Did not so, like, that. that's, like, a just a move for V now. So... It's one of the entire game is a huge love letter to Devil May Cry the series, and and that's it, man. I, I feel like it, it has the you know gameplay stylings of three, but then it has kind of like V is the gothic kind of representation of Devil May Cry one that we haven't really seen since then, and I feel like like they took all the good parts, even though there weren't too many of Devil May Cry four, and expanded on it, it entirely, and like. They balance the three characters so well, and I feel like that is the most impressive feat that that game could have done. Mm -hmm. This game has no right to be as good as it was, and it sucks that it is as overlooked as it is because it is a stylish character action game, <coughs> but it's a goddamn good one. It's like it's the kind of game that not everyone's going to spend time getting good at, and that's where it shines, is when you get really good at that game. Like A lot of character action games suffer because the, everyone treats them as a one-and-done thing versus... I kind of treat them like they're a thing you get good at. You start you play over and over because, like, for a bayonetta, for example, the real run of bayonetta is a second run for me. Once I've already gone through everything and I've gotten all the skills and all that stuff, and DMC Five kind of the same way. Where oh, now that I have you know Nero's full set and all Dante's moves and all that stuff, now I can really play around with it. And that's where I think DMC Five kind of falls flat just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Is the pacing of the, your first playthrough is so good that the way it's set up of going back and replaying missions, like the the fact that characters are like linked to certain missions, yeah. I feel it kind of is to the detriment because there isn't enough for each character to do. Yeah. Um, and I it, it kind it of feels samey over and over. Yeah. Number two, Greg. We're almost there, huh? Uh, real quick oh, for shit. standings, if you're a listener, you're driving your car for two and a half hours. <laughs> uh, controls in the lead with eight points, Death Stranding with five, and then Resident Evil 2 with four. Uh, right now, my number two, I'm putting Borderlands. 
Again, we've talked it to death uh, on a million different games casts, let alone, thank you very much, Kevin, let alone today. Amazing gunplay, a million things to come back for. Uh, even though, uh, you know, I think the, the writing we've talked about before, and I remember, I think when you were at Blessing were on, yeah, probably. You were on, when you were on for your up-and-comer week, you talked about, like, like it gets back down a lot, but I still laugh at it, right? Yeah. And like this, that, and the other. And it's totally, you know, humor and all that other different stuff. I still, I think for as many jokes that I don't care about in that game, there are still ones, it seems, every play session for new content that make me laugh out loud with the notable one from uh, Moxie's Heist. Uh, when you kill one of the enemies, one of the new things he goes is, it's something to the effect of, now that I die in this world, I become real. I'm coming for you, Jeremy! And I'm like, that is a Greg Miller joke. That is if I wrote that dialogue. So yeah, Borderlands is my number two. And at times this break, playing with Jen, I was like, is this my game of the year? Like, I can't get enough of this game, and I'm having such a great time with it. Imran. Yeah. Oh, uh, can, I, oh Fran? can I just say about yes, Borderlands? I feel like it would be a big. Me and Fran for don't me talk about Borderlands. Comment though on the fact. Obviously, I'm on the Borderlands show. I really love Borderlands. Like, why is it not on my list? Um... And man, like I'm agreeing with everything you're saying, but I feel like for me, and I don't know how to say this, I feel like it gets a lot of credit because it came back and it delivered in so many ways of what we wanted. But it it really is more Borderlands, and it, that's 100%. fine. But we were deprived of it for so long, you know. And like to, to be fair, actually, I barely had ever played it, right? And I knew that I'd always like it, and I really do. But I feel like it gets a lot of credit for coming back and getting so much right. There's a lot to it, though. I'm Being not, a modern Borderlands. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. not discrediting it. In fact, that's why it was an honorable mention. But to as a draw a comparison, like, I love Destiny, man. Like, I've had so many great moments across the year in that game. I could go on and on about why the gameplay is so polished and it's one of the best, you know, shooters out there. Uh, and Borderlands is certainly in that category. But what I'm finishing off on is just that uh, I super appreciate Borderlands. I think... If it were to have made my top five, it would have taken some bigger swings. Um, the engine needed to be refined more. Like it's not just that the inventory system didn't work how I wanted it. It was old, and a lot of the pieces are yes. still old. And so, if the there's UI a is bad. yeah, if there's a Borderlands four out there, I have a feeling that's the one that's going to hopefully finally come in and be like that will make my top five. But um, Borderlands three is awesome, but that's why it's not on my list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number two. My number two, we've talked a little bit about it, was Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh. I fucking... Oh. Sweet, man. That's awesome. It's a wasted point because no one else is going to do that, but it's... <laughs> you, shouldn't, I, you shouldn't be scheming, Greg. I'm not, Shame on Greg you. Greg is hey, saying... Hey, welcome to democracy, everybody. <laughs> yeah. You want to waste your vote? That's on you. It's a two-party system, everybody. <laughs> but I, like, I just love everything about that game. That soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks of the year, period. Uh, like, certainly of the series. The characters are so well written. They're so well established. Like, no matter what path you take, you have a good argument from everyone of like, this is what we should have done. <laughs> like, if I don't want to spoil it of like where everyone goes, but like everyone makes a good point of this is why we've been oppressed and we want to fix this. This is the ideal kingdom. And like, I, I was Golden Deer, and like the people I went with were like wanted a just kingdom that was free of eth or ethnic, not ethnic cleansing, but like <laughs> free of racism, essentially, that mm. like no one's prejudging each other. So they want to reform the world in that kind of way. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. I like that idea quite a bit. The actual like beat to beat moment of that game, it's a little too easy. But at the same time, I think really they want they want to make a game, a Fire Emblem game that appeals to everyone and I understand that I think if I had to do it again I would have started it on hard versus normal mm -hmm. and I would have kept permadeath like I kept permadeath on anyway but like I think hard permadeath was the right cycle for me and I didn't start that way and you can't change it which is an issue but the 
most fun I think I had in that game was walking around the monastery and just talking to people and like everyone has their own story everyone has their own like personality the front gate guard is like surprisingly a an npc i want to protect because he's just so happy and like he's he has a life that he wants to live and i want to I have a vested interest in protecting all of my students and protecting everyone in that monastery by the end of the game. The monastery stuff was kind of what got in my way of immediately hooking me where I was like, I'm off to the races. Like, I, I want to get into this. And I think a lot of that just comes down to me wanting Fire Emblem to be a specific thing. Yeah. And just being like, I love the supports. I love the character conversations of in-between missions, getting to know everybody, getting to know the backstory. I didn't really like the having to walk around to find people to talk to it. In my head, I'm like, I, I miss just looking through a menu and going down, next, down, next, down, next. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like I'm definitely not giving it a, a fair shake because they it, it was better uh, than it was in the 3DS one, that the mm -hmm. Echoes that they put out, because I did not like the 3D dungeons that they added in that at all. Right. Um, but the little bit I, I played of, of a couple hours, like four or five hours of um, three houses, walking around the, the monastery is like, this seems like it's a step in the right direction, but I, I, I feel like it's a similar thing to what Fran's talking about. Like, the next one on Switch, I think, mm. could be something really special for me. So that problem gets worse as the game mm. goes on because you just have less to do in the monastery. So, like, mm. by some point, I'm just like, I'm just wasting time at this just point. Walking. Like, I have 15 turns or whatever, like, to <coughs> waste right now, so I'm just going to spend it cooking. Like, <laughs> I guess that's, that is, they didn't really balance that idea well, but I, the parts of the monastery that feel like home were the parts I appreciated most because like I ended up really liking Flane as a character because there's a fishing contest and she really wants to fish and that's hilarious to me <laughs> of like just get Flane to fish that's your main mission like cool like now I I want to explore this character chief. more <laughs> yeah <laughs> like these it's those kind of things of as I'm learning more about the characters that makes the ending stick better that with that game combined with permadeath of I can't lose anyone because they matter to they me. They matter to me, yeah. Yeah. Like, Iron man. And the, I I remember being so addicted to that game that I was moving when that game came out and I literally just stopped packing and play it for several hours. And like when I lost my job and I was like depressed, that was the kind of game that game kind of like took me out of it because I found those I found expressing myself in those characters to be a cathartic experience for me. So as like we ended close to our journey i was like projecting a little bit and it was a thing that i think wrapped up in such a good way to the point where i didn't really feel like i wanted to go back through the other houses hmm. quite yet hmm. that i because the journey i had that was your me. journey yes. yeah yeah that's always the sign of a good game like that where right. it's like that's what it is that's what defines it for you franimal number two <laughs> Uh, Sekiro. Yeah, so uh, that was a game that, mm. you know, you I already talked a lot about. I'll have some more to add to it, but earlier in the year I started playing. I definitely liked it. You know, again, this is an example of people come into my chat and they're like, dude, like, why didn't you finish this? And you should play this game. And I'm like, I want to do all that, but I'm in the middle of all this other stuff. <laughs> I'm busy! Like, I actually like a lot of different types of games. Like, that's why Fire Emblem was my biggest <clears throat> regret. I think I noted it before for honorable mentions. Like, if I played it, I know I would love it. Um, I heard it's very long if you really get into very. it, right? Yeah. I think that's I finished it about, reaction. <laughs> about 70 hours yeah. of my first play. Through. And Sekiro's very long. But anyway, so it just rocketed up to number two once, uh, you know, one of the best games of the year for me because once I spent the time with it, um, what happened was, you know, you start and you get that intense, this game is hard. I've heard that about their games. It's super hard. And I feel like that overshadows what it really is at the core, which is, yeah, the precision 
of the combat and then when you get into the skill trees the feeling of stuff man at one point you get um it's the monk style uh upgrades where it's hand and fist combat mm -hmm. and it hits like it does in the mate in mind's eye when you watch the matrix you know and they're doing like the the way that it hits it almost is like as cinematic and feeling as that which actually the movies can't give you because you're not that playing that character and so it just, it feels so good as you unlock these different styles and start to strategize. That's where the game starts to get deep. You do get a lot better at it. Like everyone was saying also is that it does, yeah, it demands that you play it a lot, but you do get better. You shouldn't yeah. be afraid to do it. I think that's, you know, again, I feel like it overshadows as you, it's easy to become frustrated, be like, this is crazy, I'm out. I think a lot of people uh, would enjoy it, but you, it demands you practice like a fighter, actually, on a harder mode. Like, yeah, you, you can't level your way out of situations. Like, you can't just become stronger right. than a boss by, like, mm. grinding souls for a while. You have to actually get yeah. good. Buckle down, learn the patterns, but also stop being stubborn sometimes and don't only use one strategy. Be like, wait, I do have other things. So the precision combat and the skill tree upgrades, man, it's deep. By the way, even by the time you're to the end, there's like stuff you have never gotten and things you need to do. Uh, yeah, then with for the platinum, that was difficult to fill out the oh rest God, of that skill tree. That platinum. took forever. God. Uh, and then within that, yeah, just the boss fights, man. They are grandiose. Like, just the just saying that there's an ape boss is doesn't even do justice what we're talking about here. Yes. Like I said, at one point, you know, its its head got lopped off and it's spewing blood at moments that actually causes a, a effect on you called terror. Your terror meter's going up because if you get too close to the blood spewing out of his neck and the roar, by the way, and it's just the roar of his neck, his gaping neck hole. He's literally, he gets pissed. <laughs> yes, he's like, literally, yes. Awesome. He's screaming awesome. with mm. no, yeah, it's his throat. He's, I guess, screaming with no head and spewing blood out, and you get terrorized. If you get too close, there's an antidote for that, you know, uh, pacifying agent or what. It's crazy. <laughs> there's so much detail in the strategy you can get into, and that's just that boss. Yeah. Um, there's also, like, a lot of Japanese folklore attached to it, so if you're into that kind of thing, like yeah. the yokai and stuff like that, like, you meet the weeping widow that, like, ask you if she's pretty and whatever you answer she's going to kill you. Yeah. And so there, there's there's something to just the variety of the enemy design and how much you run into actually. You see stuff and Dark Souls is known for, it, but again, I urge you to try this game out actually cuz I think just go in fresh. Don't you don't have to play Dark Souls to do this. But there's enemies you run into, just even tiny ones you're like, "Wait, wait, what?" Um it's not a major spoiler, but you go through this sort of like zombie type town where there's undead and I went through once and came back to look for something. And at one point, like these little whatever the frick they were, hopped out of the dirt, start chasing me like psychos with two knives. And I didn't know what to do because they're going crazy versus the way I've run into other enemies, which is normally a little more tactical. Not only is it difficult to like block, if they get to you, they jump on top of you. I think they knock you down and start stabbing you. Yeah. And it came out of nowhere. And I was like... Dude, there's so many different types of yeah. enemies. In there's the game. a point in that game where you're like, how do I deal with enemies that don't care if they get killed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it, it just delivers again on the feeling. It's not like other games where an enemy comes at you and hurts you. The feeling that they nail is just amazing. And then um, certainly just cin cinematically, they have these shots that are, yeah, inspired from Japanese film and certainly just <laughs> film in general. There's some boss shots and stuff that I'm just like, this is so beautiful. Yeah, Genichiro, you get to the point. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, I won't spoil it, but there's a point where there's like a storm behind the boss and it's this perfectly centered shot. And by the way, maybe this illustrates it too. It's a square boss arena. 
Uh, you go to multiple times, and all you do is fight an enemy in a square boss arena. There's nothing to the arena outside of it, and those are some of the best boss fights. Hmm. That's how good it is at combat. Just a square arena with, you could put any number of enemies in there, but the way they do it is incredible. So I can't say enough about it. I urge you to actually, you do have to spend, I'd say it's one of those games you gotta spend a good you know, seven to 10 hours and really grind Get your teeth good. a bit. Yeah, but, but you can do it, okay. and it becomes amazing. So that's France number two. We're about to get to Blessings number two, which I think is about to. Oh, yeah. We're in the end oh, game man. now. Uh -oh. We are in the end game. I'm surprised nobody has said this one. I don't yet. know uh -huh. what it is. I uh, think it's, it's pretty high then. My number two, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I knew it. Order. I knew oh, it. Yeah. I knew it. Of course. So Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is probably the most I've gotten into a Star Wars story. Like, I'm not. Totally. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. Like, I like Star Wars fine. I've never watched the prequels. I've uh, watched the original trilogy, and I like it fine. Uh, I've watched the prequel trilogy. I actually really like the prequel trilogy. Um, so, wait, you've never yeah, seen wait. the sequels then? Or which I've I've seen. I'm, I mean the sequel trilogy. I've seen the sequel trilogy and I really like the sequel so trilogy. So you've never right. seen the prequel. I've never seen. You've never seen one through three. I've never seen OT and S. Yeah, I've never seen one through three. The ones, the ones, the ones that people everybody hates. I've never seen those ones. Which ones that everybody hates? Right. You know, I'm really curious because that sounds like it would make Fallen Order really confusing. Do you oh, wait, know, so I, just, I know what happens. Though. Okay. Like, I know the big thing that happens. I know Order 1886. Execute Order 1866. We're all vampires and we're all werewolves. <laughs> the dead speak. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I understand, like, kind of. I, I you know the Star references. Wars stories. Yeah, I understand okay. the references. I understand Darth Vader and how he was Anakin and how apparently he killed children at the end of the, the third movie. Hell yeah. It's fine. Yeah, Somebody had to. Is that what happened? Yeah. yeah. I saw, I've seen memes of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That um, he kills happens. Jedi. It yeah. is, they're wiping out the Jedi. Younglings. And he, and he doesn't Jedi. have the high ground. He doesn't have the high yeah, ground. Okay. Um, Get to the game. <laughs> but, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, I, I, I got really into the story. I like... Um, I like how they play around with the idea of Jedi and the good side and the bad side and how those things kind of interact because I've always I've been a person that's kind of complained about Star Wars for a while because I welcome to the internet yeah but like not even like see I'm not even mad about the movies or anything I just don't understand what a Jedi is which <laughs> probably <laughs> so do the people who don't who make that movie okay. like they don't understand like, what I'm Jedi like, is either I'm like what is the Jedi what is the Force can only Jedi use the Force no everybody can use the Force all right what Has is the Jedi no now you have to be related We're not okay get it's a thing it. and like I blood type I learned very recently that that Force isn't magic because there's magic in the game and that's not Force apparently that's true Force is like an energy that people tap in as what holds the world, world together but it might apparently. be Force it's not clear. Okay. <laughs> Star Wars, I feel like as far as like what things are, I, I, it's very mystical. I never really got into it because I could never really wrap my mind around it. But Jedi Fallen Order, I, I feel like established it enough for me to understand it and kind of get interested in, in uh, what's going on in the story. It does, a, it does a better job of poking and prodding the mythology of Star Wars than like the actual main series does. Yes. And like they ask questions like, you know, there's a MacGuffin. In, in Jedi Fallen Order, like there's a MacGuffin in every Star Wars movie, except for I don't know there's a MacGuffin in the prequels aside from having the high ground. His name is Jar Jar Binks. Oh God, Watto. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, hey, there's I'll a whole there's a whole conversation around the MacGuffin and like what the right thing to do with the MacGuffin is all all the stuff that yes. I was like, huh, this is really interesting, and I'm I'm liking like the different sides here that are being presented and the, like they're swaying me on what's going on in the story. I got really interested <laughs> in it. Um, I think the gameplay is super fun. Like it has the similar control thing of. Uh, it doesn't performance. run well, you know. Performance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I thought for me, it performed better than performed better than it, than control performed for me. Yeah. But I still did like get glitches. I still had like I, the thing in this game was coming up to enemies and the enemies not realizing I'm there. Yeah. And they're just AI like did crap out occasionally. Yeah. I, I found lots of T posing stormtroopers pretty yeah. much really? everywhere. 
Yeah. Like, the game was released too early. It was like it's six months too early. Yeah. It should have been a March game. And, yeah. You were on what platform? Okay. And by the way, I'm it's not, all varying I, stuff. It, it, it was slow to load. And but, every time I like died, died okay. from okay. combat, it was very slow. Yeah, the loads was, were slow. Uh, yeah. That was the thing that like annoyed me the most is yeah. like one never asked me to respawn. Like just respawn. Yeah. Do you want to respawn? Falling off yeah. The <laughs> Do you get that our names yeah. respawn? We made it. We're like, respawn. Respawn. Put the word there <laughs> if you want to put the word there, but just like let me because like I will do the thing of oh I died. I'm gonna put the controller down for a second. Like oh wait I didn't hit the A button, so yeah. I'm gonna wait another thirty seconds mm. for it to load. Yeah, yeah. And I think the, the difference between this game and Control for me is every time I unpause in Control, I had that those stutters. Anytime I try to look at the map, I had those issues. Whereas Jedi Fallen order was unreliably glitchy and so like I, there wasn't like one thing where i'm like oh every time i do this like the game freezes up or anything like that no it was like mm. every now and then i'll fall through the, fall through the world and die yes. like that and, I, there's a specific tunnel for me that like would mm-hmm. occasionally let it happen yeah and it's one of those things where it's like okay like you know it's not happening all the time so i it, it's it was very it, it was much more forgivable for me than control where it just happened yeah. over and over and over again but um, you like the game a lot what, what yeah that was Oh, stuck yeah. out so <laughs> I, I gameplay I, I really like. So I, I'm not into Souls. I'm not into uh, Sekiro. I would like to be, which is why I want to play Bloodborne this year. Yeah, um, but too. those aren't necessarily my type of games because of how punishing they are. And that's why I, that's why I really liked God of War is because, you know, it has that similar like slow like, hey, we, are, we have methodical combat. Like you're thinking about what you're doing. You're countering and doing all this stuff, right? And Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order also has that sort of slower like you're, you're – uh, countering, you're uh, you're not dodge rolling, I don't think, but you are like you, dodge, do, you do have a dodge yeah, roll, yeah, dodge. which yeah, is dodge like roll. I think one of the problems with that game is that as someone who came from Souls, I played it like a Souls game at first, yeah. and I should not be like the game lets you play it wrong for way too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like when I was Boss talking about earlier, when they're like, no, no, this is how you play the game. Like, oh fuck, okay. For me, it was that mm-hmm. one section with like three spiders. Okay, and, and I was sure. like, yeah. you, what you should be doing is parrying and then like one hit killing them all. Yeah, yeah. What I was doing is dodge rolling, taking a couple of strikes with the yeah. lightsaber, which is that takes fucking forever. Yeah, it's yeah, a for huge well. hassle. Yeah, I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about exactly. I know exactly. Where you're yeah, yeah, but like the and the thing for me, where I, I talked about this game on the OKB's podcast, uh, and Ian, who's on that podcast, uh, asked like, hey, so I love Souls games as a Souls as a Souls game player. Do you think I would like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? And I was like, probably not. Like, you know, this game is is it doesn't do one thing super well like if it does do one thing super well i think it is the story yeah it's star but, wars it does I mean, star a, wars yeah super it's a star well. wars yeah. super well yeah that's the thing is like it, it's a it's a jack of all tra- you it's said a, this yeah jack yeah. of all trades it's, it's like wars. a melding of like uncharted dark souls and some other like very Metroid metroidish like stuff like but it doesn't sure it's not as good at any of those what things as those games are but, but it's that, better like, at star wars than star wars usually is yes yeah it's a good melding of those things yeah and like my thing is uh similar to control if this game had probably two more layers of polish would probably be my number one. Yeah, right. Sure. Like it, I feel like this game is a few layers of polish and some some desi- design decisions and like a bit of a better story away from being God of War. Yeah, right. Like it, I, it should be like my game of the year. It just fell short in certain ways. Yeah, it's my number two as well, and nice. and that it, it's because of everything that you're saying. Where mm-hmm. it's not just the, all the technical issues of which I had all of them. Uh, it is design choices that mm-hmm. were made where it's like it's not that it would have ran better on a PC it's that like the sliding is never fun why are you and sliding hey, I, like, I like the sliding yeah. I thought it was fun I also <coughs> like Donkey Kong 64 what, so. this fucking Sonic video <laughs> game yeah I just think that uh, it goes back to this is a phenomenal Star Wars game mm-hmm. and Star Wars is I think 
should be an easy thing to nail. Mm. Turns out it's not. But I think this goes above and beyond that. And it is so, so good where it delivers all the right moments when you want them. You meet characters. You don't meet characters. Like, there, it shows restraint in so many great ways yeah. that when you do see something familiar, it is exciting. Moments with lightsabers are so, so yeah. next level and so exactly what I'm looking for from being part of this experience where it's like, this is Cal's story. I started off not loving Cal. By the end of it, I'm like, I'm yeah. in. I, Cal and, is fine. I think all the other characters are better. Yeah. I was I was really shocked when I discovered that Seer was the same character from Wolfenstein, or same actress. Yeah. And I was like, Dead those are massively different Shoot. characters. I didn't realize that. Call That's of Duty cool. as well, right? That's yeah. the other one she's Mad in. TV yeah. Mad well. TV, of course, yeah. <laughs> lest, lest we forget. <laughs> but I'm, I, I was, I'm kind of with you where, like, for the first half of the game, I didn't really like Cal. I thought he was super bland and super boring. But I think his backstory does so much to fill in that character and actually make him in interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, like, yeah, that, the whole, all the characters in the game, Seer, I loved. Um, there's a character you meet on Dathomir you, I love. There's... Uh, BD, BD1, BD1, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's uh, so Greasy cool. Money Baby, who's also Greasy awesome. Money yeah. Baby. Dude, all the characters <laughs> are, characters are super dope uh, and like great enough to where I am like looking forward to what the next Star Wars Jedi game is going to be. The, this a, is the game this year that I'm like, I want DLC. I yeah. hope yeah. there's DLC and I want it now. Like, I don't care what it is, I'm in. There was a weird moment, which I'm not sure was like them not finishing that part or like. <laughs> no, I was oh. specifically the. Uh, well, the, the song was also weird, but yeah. it does like. I or, love the song. It, it does oh, establish uh, what they want to establish. He said salt. salt. I said salt. Oh, oh. Yeah, Grease is salt, salting forever. Is salting his food oh. for a whole cutscene, and it's no. like, did they forget to like? I thought it. it I, for no. me, it played at home the, the yeah. tension of him being like basically oh, yeah. Jesse Pinkman. But so many people were like, "You broke the cutscene." I was like, "I don't think that's what they were no, going I th for." I thought I th it was th just like he likes salt, but yeah. the the thing was the they wanted to do the same like Bloodborne Bagman thing, of you get captured and you're just you're somewhere else. But they don't do it nearly as well. Because, yeah. like, I was just like, what's happening? Are you kidding me? That I, was fucking awesome. That I, moment I, was so yeah. cool in that game. Because, like, they're, they're like, oh, the ask Grease what happened. I'm like, okay. And then Grease, like, hey, sorry about that. I was like, okay, cool. See, I didn't understand the, the Grease. Gre Gre I just I just know it's greasy money. Greasy money. Yeah. But uh, that, that confused Gris. me, too, because uh, when you get captured and they somebody references Grease, uh, and then, like, in. Yeah, like on the announcement or whatever. Yeah, um, and I never understood what the connection was. And yeah, so I, was I think like, supposedly you did some shady shit. Yeah, I missed. That's I totally, all you need to know. I totally man. missed that. I I love that. Like that yeah. to me is Star Wars lore shit, where it's just like, oh man, he has a, a past. He's being a good guy now. He clearly did some bad shit. What was the bad shit? We don't need to fucking. Yeah, it's know like Poe, man. But yeah, then, yeah man. Poe Dameron also did say that explicitly. <laughs> you know that? Yeah, I, 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 I love that moment of getting captured, though when I talked to another friend who had played, I, I forget what Dark Souls or Bloodborne was, where that moment happens. Bloodborne. When it was, was it Bloodborne? Yeah. Uh, he was like, oh yeah, Those they flowers. did it better in Bloodborne. I was like, okay, fair. Yeah, I think they were just trying to go for that and I don't think it worked quite as well. Man, God, that, dude, I love like, that moment. There, there, there are things that I want to say <laughs> yeah, about that moment I that I think will spoil it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, I thought, oh, shit, I still got to put up our spoiler cast. Yeah, it was just a cool, like, I always, it's funny because I kept telling people in the middle of the game something happens that I love. Love. And some people actually did get there. They're like, uh, they're like, I missed it, you know. And then I, for some people, they didn't appreciate it the same way. I think the people who do like love it, and I'm in that category. Like that for me, it was just was confusing. So I was like, okay, I didn't care is, of the why. I that felt like it felt incomplete to me. Yeah, oh, I just I thought it was, it was so like, stylish. The actual arena fights it. weren't that all that fun, and like no, but I I loved it, how stylish it was. Yeah, it was really it's cool. a fun story moment. Um, but I mean. It feeling incomplete. I feel like the whole game kind of feels incomplete at a certain yeah. at a certain point. But like, I, but it does so much. It 
does the the way uh, I mean, it's your number two man it i mean yeah the way my <laughs> must my, like the way my friend ian uh described it when i was talking to him about it is he he said this game feels like really good uh cookie dough mm-hmm. right where mm. it's like it's one of those things where you know they probably should have put it in the oven a little bit more but for what it is it is very tasty and very good and you just can't get enough of it on, all, on this i mean on this yeah. level it's a shock to no one i'm sure because i'm on a million shows and i say it all the time like mm. star wars is my game of the year and mm-hmm. it's surprising to me as somebody who had ign for years would argue against games i love because they had flaws in them and stuff i felt that we're talking about some of its parts kind of thing that uh fallen order goes above all of its the, mm. the mm-hmm. shortcomings it has in places and like to i'm saying boat is blessing to i mean i've seen all the movies i'm not some psychopath but <laughs> i would have never said i'm a star wars fan and like this made me a star wars fan like giving me this control giving me this window into being a jedi giving me this star wars story that i thought had a mass effect like cast where it's like i would leave the ship and stop and talk to everybody I wanted to know what little thing you had to say. I think it's the another is similar to Concrete Genie, a game that I platinumed. And I was like, man, I wish I had more of this. I, the story finished, and you were like, man, I wish I had more of this character and that character. And the little moments you would get of sitting there and talking to Seer, right? Like having these windows into what their world were the flashbacks to your master right having that all mean yeah. stuff like uh you know i you know we talk about like when we went and made lightsabers at disney right how cool that was and I'll, you were like man i teared up multiple times and i'm like man me not just starting to get on this train was touched by things the in the game for me you know and no spoilers here uh you know, you're, you're crafting your lightsaber the entire time, tweaking it, changing it. Oh, I found a new collectible. I put this on. I go do this stuff. Like, there comes a definitive moment in that game where I left a cave and I was like, this is my lightsaber. I am a Jedi. And I felt it. And I feel there are so few video games that can nail that moment mm-hmm. where usually it's in a cutscene where you are now the mo- you are you are a hero, right? And this game through hook or crook had it where you leave this cave and you are a hero and you start fucking things up and it was that turning point where the entire game I felt like I was becoming a Jedi and I know for like uh, people we've talked to that was like hard for them they wanted to feel powerful from the get go they wanted this thing and I thought the game was great at making me even bend to its will of like no be a Jedi be smart about this don't just run in there and start slashing and like some of those boss fights that were fucking powerful and I would I'm I'm like fuck I'm gonna lose this one already God just run over wrong. and start fucking yeah start slashing and like it's gonna lose but like let that rage out to get to that point where I replay it and it is like let them make the mistake dodge everything and parry like you're saying I was actually kind of offended that they gave you the green lightsaber at the beginning. Like, you could use the green lightsaber at the beginning. I'm like, no, that is for masters. You use the blue lightsaber until I feel like you're good enough. It's real shit, man. I'm with you. Uh, Greg already broke the seal, so I mean, it's my number one as well. Like, we maybe. Oh, it is? No, you didn't do your number two, did you? Yeah, you didn't do Star Wars. Oh, yours is the same. (laughs) Well, mine was Star Wars. No, his number one Star Wars. Yeah. Gotcha. So he's got three stars. So in yours in is also number one. But too. I feel like there's no reason. Yeah, we're already there. Then like I don't want to keep retreading. Unless it, was it yours? Mine's Control. Okay, so you. Ooh. Spoilers. But uh, <laughs> just to literally stick on the it, only one not here. Because no, yeah, like, neck and neck. Maybe no point to retread it since we're in Jedi territory. I was kind of reserved for a while. Uh, I love this game. I remember when we first were talking about it on Gamescast, and you guys were ahead of me, I think, and I finally beat it. Man, what? A just fun game, and so you're right. Master of None, maybe. It tries to do so much. It's a hodgepodge. I feel you could say all those things, but for me, the fun factor and the, the, the overall quality of the gameplay, like it wasn't like it was uh, ridden with five or six 
quality out of 10 moments, oh, no. right? It, everything was eight or above, I feel like, for the quality. Yeah. yeah, there's tons of stuff I would change and improve. Sure. And unlike Sekiro, I actually, some people love the combat, and I certainly do, but I didn't play it because of, of that. It was, it's just so fun along the way. You do so much, and I'm a Metroid Prime fan. I think this is the most Metroid Prime game I've played in a long time, actually, and Zelda, for that matter. Like, it just has this cool sense of adventure of discovering and getting your upgrades and very distinct-looking areas, you know, that you get to go to and visit. Um, and the bosses were really cool, and actually, that was one of the reasons... Most of them were. Yeah, well... The, the bat, I had some problems sure, with. Sure, there, there's some bad ones. <laughs> Sorry, the best ones are amazing because of, yes, the lightsaber combat. That... Like, the Night Sister to, was so fucking fun. Yeah, so I, exactly. Like, I wanted to play more of that, maybe it is Sekiro style, but the the blocking, pairing, the, like, when your lightsaber's yeah. connecting, that feeling so cool. When you fight, fight most enemies, you get a little of that, but you really gotta hit the parry. But when you do the boss fight, like, you're just close up in their faces. I would have loved to see more of it, but it was so thrilling. And when I got to the end, no spoilers... Dude, I don't know what it was. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but it's been with me my whole life. It was the same when I watched Rise of Skywalker's sort of sentimental feeling trailer. I'm saying goodbye to my friends. Um, when, <laughs> that was C3PO, yeah, if you didn't know. That was terrible. It was a bad one. Oh, my. Um, not anyway, Ringo Starr. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. I'm saying goodbye to my friends. Whatever. Uh, when I got to the very end, though, and beat it, and things happened. I was overcome with the biggest mm -hmm. grin yeah. mm -hmm. that I've had yeah. playing a game in a long time, but the, it wasn't so just So pissed that. EA ruined that moment. Yeah. yeah. It's but we won't ruin it for you. That, we won't ruin but, it for um, you. The way it ran, and ramp, the way games ramp as well, and you learn and get your skills, it, it had just such a great pace yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, when that game sings, it. it sings so fucking well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like it is a very accessible game to uh, all players. You know, anybody can play this game and enjoy it. You know, you can play it on easy, you can play it on Grandmaster. I played it on a combination of, you know, the top, hard modes there and uh god it's so good does that game but, ever bother to narratively explain why it has a soul structure of enemies come back if when video you, games no. are cool video <laughs> like games are cool oh, that's why i meditated and now these guys are all like alive if, again. If, if they thought about it i feel like they, they could have gotten away with all, all, it being almost like katana zero where like he is seeing he's using the force to that's see what the i future. assumed it was but uh, then like Answer for like it's not on. guys. <laughs> guys, you die in the game and come back it to life. Not, Are you really okay. gonna try to explain the rest? It, of this? Like, <laughs> I, I don't have an answer for like the monsters that you fight, but in my head, when you're fighting stormtroopers, redeployment. Yeah, the redeployment and stuff like. But that. also, but like, you, challenge you. How do you redeploy me in the exact same position? <laughs> <laughs> when you rush to a bonfire in Dark Souls and activate the bonfire, there's a narrative reason for the enemies to pop back to where they were. Why does a stormtrooper just stop chasing you when you start meditating? But do they explain why you come back to life? I mean, I just feel like we're in Dark Souls, yes, you don't die. Who fucking cares, okay. man? Yeah. As but I've said a million times yeah. in a million no, places, the, this, this is why I play video games. Here's the thing, though. I think this really does matter because the rest of this game is so true to like, no, you do got to get that's back fair. to your shit because that's part of the experience. And it's like, it does feel it's like a weird ass old video lore. game thing that this game yeah. avoids otherwise. I will yeah. say my favorite part of that game was an optional part where you go explore the crashed Death Star. Or not Death Star, uh, Star Destroyer. Star yeah. Very oh, cool man. stuff. That was yeah. awesome. I Although that, that also part. broke my game early on. Uh, <laughs> but my number one, don't need to talk about it too much more, is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Oh, uh, that's why I'm is. skipping you, because oh. I feel like you're going to have some some fun to talk about. But uh, just I, I can go back and forth between Jedi Fallen Order, Resident Evil 2, any day of which one's my number one, which one's number two. They both have uh, issues, but I think at the end of the day, Resident Evil 2 is so polished and just is a fantastic game start to finish, and it just doesn't... I don't have negative things to say about it, uh, with the exception of wishing that the 
part A and part B storylines were mm. a bit more together. Um, whereas I have a lot of negative things to say about Jedi, despite how much I loved it. Sure. Mm. That's fair. And again, I think Resident Evil 2 is a great, complete game. Yeah. yeah. That's Blessing. My what num- is your number one? My number one. Here we go. It's Apex Legends. Oh, it's not yeah. even close. <laughs> it's not even close. So I think for me, Apex Legends is the most I've seen a genre leap forward this year. Um, you know, I've I, I got really into Fortnite last year. Uh, I played PUBG when it came out. Uh, I played uh, some of Realm Royale, which is another yeah. battle royale game mm-hmm. on PC. Um, on and horse, you know, I I've liked battle royale fine, but um, I never really fell in love. Like the closest I came to falling in love with battle royale was probably the 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 summer I got really into Fortnite when it came to Switch. Um, oh, I yeah. thought, yeah, that was like the moment where I was like, okay, <clears throat> like I get, I, I understand Battle Royale. I understand why people are, are really enjoying what this is, right? Uh, eventually fell off of Fortnite um, until I got into, well, I fell off of Fortnite uh, in February, I, th- I believe. Yeah, February this year was Apex Legends. And I got super into Apex Legends. Uh, Shadow dropped, as we all know. Um, and playing it, the th- I feel like it took probably like 30 minutes before I was like, holy crap, this game is like really good. Yeah. Like with all of the different features and details they put into that game, every single thing they do or change uh, as far as the Battle Royale formula adds so much to what a Battle Royale game is, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it starts with the ping system. Like the ping system probably yeah. wins system of the year if, if we did that category, uh, where like if you're unfamiliar, right? For you Battle Royale. It's essentially like... Um, uh, what's it called like waypointing or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in real time, but the thing that makes it yeah, special like, go over, get this ammo, it's yeah. over there, but it goes deeper than yeah, that. Yeah, it goes deeper because everything is contextual and they put so much work into making it so that you can play this game without voice chat. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The yeah. fact that you can open up your on top of the ping system and it goes hand in hand, it has like a talkback system of cues. So you can yeah. go in, hover over the type of ammo you have, which you may not even know the name of, and you hover over it and it's like in your character's voice, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I need energy yeah. ammo. And all your teammates, you're like, that is brilliant. It's such a and nice touch. You can, you can essentially aim at anything that's contextual in yeah. the game and there will be a voice line for it. So if you aim at open doors, right, and, and you uh, ping it, you know, that'll be a voice line of, like, whoever your character is, like, oh, this, somebody's been here, or, yeah. right, or, like, these doors have been open. Or if you do that to a, uh, a loot crate, right, like, oh, there's a loot crate over here. You can essentially point at anything, and your voice lines for it's, your character will point out exactly what that thing is. Um, and that's really changed, like, It changes how, how you're able to play. It, yeah, it's it changes crazy. how you're able to play. It makes everything super easy. Um, and But that's just, like, one element of the game, right? There are the different heroes, the different characters, which, right, like, if we did a best cast of characters category, I would put Apex Legends up, th- up there, right, as, like, the top five cast of characters this year, right? Yeah. I, I, I really love all the characters in the game. I think the, the, the character set is super diverse, right? Like, not, like, not even just racially diverse, but, like, you, there's a non-binary character in there. Yeah. There's, yeah. like, a robot in there. Like, it kind of ran circles around Overwatch with Blizzard. Yeah. 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 Like, they like, ran that they conversation for so long. Yeah. And Avox is like, I told my beer. Yeah, Apex, like, <laughs> right through, with only starting off with only eight characters, right? They've added, I think, three characters since. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with that, right, they've added a character who uh, who doesn't have legs, right? Who has, like, uh, metal, like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. constructed legs, yep. right? Like, all that stuff I think is really cool, let alone the personality of each character I think shines through, right? Like, I love quoting each of the characters in the game. Like, I play a lot of Lifeline. Uh, yeah. And you know, I, I I I love all of her quotes, and I just like say them while playing, right? I think those characters do a really good job of connecting with the player, um, and so that stuff's awesome. Even just the little touches of being able to kick, to kick indoors, 
right? I think that that alone adds in like another level of when you get get into a scuffle in a town and somebody's on the opposite side of a door, right? You can crawl in front of a door uh, in order to keep it closed, and then the other person has to kick in the door like a couple times to, mm. to then open the door. But then that also makes noise. And so if you're, <coughs> you know, if you're alone in an area, you don't want to like alert other players. You're then like, okay, well, I can't kick in every door. Um, you if you if you go into a new area, the name of the area pops up. Right, almost like it is an open world game. Pops up with the name of the area, and so it'll say like, um, I don't know, man, the waters. And then under it, it'll say like the, the tier of loot that is in that area. Right, which goes uh, goes a long way into creating a feeling of exploration and discovery mm -hmm. in this battle royale map. Right, you know, it being it being a multiplayer map um, didn't stop them from them also making it feel like an open world at first. Right, it feels like a place you're exploring and discovering and getting to know. Um, and then there are things like uh, in this new map, you, right? You have the train that kind of that that travels through the uh, the map that kind of changes the way you play, right? In the first map, Kings Canyon, they had the um, the battleship they yep. can land on, right? Like all these different new ideas for battle royale, uh, kind of you know every every single thing they do makes that genre better. Yeah. Um, and I I feel like that game doesn't get enough appreciation for how much it kind of leaps forward. Not only that, but I feel like for per first person shooters in general i feel like that game does so much for just that right playing borderlands i was like man i wish there was a ping system in this game like i know you can yeah, i know you can totally. like mark stuff and waypoint stuff but it's not contextual in a way where i could be like oh hey like there's this pickup over here or i'm trying to like like you don't have like the voice lines to accompany accompany it you don't have the con contextual stuff to accompany it right like that was the thing where i was like oh this feels missing along with me playing outer worlds uh, which you know is an rpg so i can't expect as much mechanically but even still right not being able to mantle you know, yeah. alone, I it felt <laughs> yeah. weird, you know, coming off of Apex where I can just, like, climb, yeah. you know, and, it, and get to anywhere I want. It's so fascinating because I remember, like, when Apex was revealed, like, there was that respawn event a couple of days before, like, the official reveal. And, like, they invited out Let's and I, our, like, the Game Informer person who went there came back and was like, hey, it's a Titanfall Battle Royale. Let's get mm. these stories up. And, like, I remember telling him, I was like, I'm pretty sure this sounds like shit. Like, this game, yeah. <laughs> everyone's going to hate this game. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we came out and like we played it and it's like oh this is really good yeah. actually it's like it's really yeah. good really quality it's free it's coming from ea <laughs> like yeah, it's a respawn devs of the year dude respawn yeah devs of the yeah. year like for me they put out two of the best games of the year oh they did yeah. um and yeah i think apex is incredible i think it deserves more credit and i, I mean and for me it's my game of the it, year it was hard to not put on my list i absolutely love it i just ended up not sinking as much time into it i think for me it might be holding the the bar too high, but there's a couple of things, right? Like Fortnite, uh, the game the gameplay stuff you're talking about is very different. I much mm -hmm. prefer Apex Legends, but Fortnite does really amazing things in a yeah. battle royale with live events, especially and the map stuff. And mm -hmm. they've really come a long way, and they just they do a lot. And there's a lot of stuff in the game when it comes to vanity items and all that. Mm -hmm. um, Apex Legends, I just felt needed. Hopefully, can go in that direction. Uh, I also felt like the map needed some work working yeah. on in the very Maybe beginning. The, and it has. Yeah. It's they, changed. They added a whole new map. Yeah, yeah, it's totally changed now. But some of that has evolved, and I need to spend more time on it. But I actually, it's weird. Be, but because it comes from Respawn, and you know, loving Titanfall, I'm like, man, if this could have both. Yeah. Um, I know mm -hmm. that that's one's a paid for experience and one's free, and they got to figure that out. But I feel like as a complete package, this would have been like. Incredible, you know, absolute potential for the number maybe one, one for day. Me. But I, I do love Apex, and it really has pushed forward. Yeah, maybe the thing we didn't you said it, but the thing we said on day one was like, holy crap, this is like a triple A free yeah. Yeah. game. Nobody's done this before, mm -hmm. and it was so unexpected. And they certainly deserve that credit. So the final rankings of kind of funny's game of the year. Yeah, what is it? Thirteen total games. 
that we, we've nominated here. Coming in tied at number nine, Zelda, Link's Awakening, and Katana Zero with one point each. Number eight, Gears 5 with two points. Number seven, Devil May Cry 5 and Life is Strange 2 at three points. Uh, number six, Fire Emblem Three Houses with four points. Tied at number five, we have Borderlands 3, Death Stranding, and Apex Legends at five points. Coming in at number four, Sekiro at six points. We got the top three here, baby. Get ready for it. With nine points, number three, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Wow. Mm-hmm. With 13 points, number two, Control. Yeah. Leaving number one with 18 points, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Can I give a little behind the scenes of fun, oh, of, fun of this easy. where uh, you guys were sending me the, uh, the votes for this? Yeah. We're going to do that. Oh. In the post show. Oh, oh this is Patreon.com slash kind of funny first games. ever kind of funny games cast for uh, 2020, ever. and also the second ever episode <laughs> one. So uh, oh, take yeah. that to the bank. Um, we are about to do the post show where we're going to go over a couple of your game of the year um, picks and uh, the the behind the scenes of of Barrett doing, and I, doing something. And I want to point out stuff. three hour game of the year podcast. Yeah, N- not one other site has done a longer game of the year <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Until next time. Love you. Thanks, everybody.